Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, this is Gillian C., and you're listening to the RPG Show. Listen up. See you in Kobe. Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. And welcome to another episode of the RPG Show. I'm your host Nick, and today I'm joined by uh, Kevin and Travis. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm, I'm fucking already. tired. I'm fucking tired. We're all tired. Think... We're all, We're all this... fucking tired. Because this... <laughs> this is the only time we can get together, and we have zero sleep. Woo! Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling sleep drunk, so this might be a more rambunctious episode. Yeah. Um, so speaking of the episode, uh, as you might have noticed from the title, we are going to be talking about The Outer Worlds, uh, which was Kevin's most recent pick. Um, I guess I'm going to start, like, doing a new thing. Uh, I'm going to ask everybody, like, why they picked the game. Um, so what made you want to pick, uh, The Outer Worlds? Well, I'm very, I really like, uh, I don't know, space, like, that kind of, like, Star Trek, Star Wars... Any kind of outer space stuff is interesting to me. And I thought a space RPG would be kind of cool. And, you know, I read decent things about it. So it, I, mean, I heard it was good writing, so I was like, I could deal with bad or boring gameplay if they had good writing. But it didn't live up to the hype, in my opinion. So. Unfortunately, I feel like as the days go on, uh, go on and like we play more games, we can't trust anything that anybody else says because people that are like oh the, this game has a good story i've played like five rpgs <laughs> yeah. and it's like okay uh and they like and they just watch like star wars and star trek or some shit and they're like oh yeah this is epitome of space opera or whatever and it's like all right well right and while well, we've okay. played like 200 plus rpgs so we've like seen the worst of the worst and the best of the best so we have like a wide range, and we know when stuff's shit, and when stuff's hollow, and when stuff is like window dressing, and when stuff has actually got depth to it. So, yeah, this one. I, I definitely fuck up the picks for everybody, so we know we play shit when Nick's picking something. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this is shit, but it uh, it's just kind of mediocre. I mean, I kind of liked it. But I don't play a lot of these games, so I don't really have that much to compare it to, so. Oh, of course you liked it. <laughs> I mean, I would never have played it without this pick for the show, because I don't really give a shit about this genre, but, I mean, I didn't, like, have a terrible time playing it or anything. Okay, okay, that's fair. I can understand, like, 
somebody that doesn't play many of these games being like, it's all right. But personally, I have a strong distaste towards like this style of game, and it's only gotten worse the more I, I played these kind of games. Like, I remember when like Fallout 3 came out, and everybody was fucking humping that. And, like, uh, the hell is the fourth Elder Scrolls called? Oblivion? Or Skyrim? Oblivion. Yeah, Oblivion. People are like, oh man, Oblivion's fun. And then Skyrim came out, and, and that was the fucking thing that catapulted that genre or whatever to the fucking sky. And I was like, I still don't get the hype. I don't understand. Well, yeah, but... I didn't like Fallout 3 or Oblivion either. Like, I hated them. I got like three or four hours into both of them and was like, this shit's fucking dumb. But maybe this is not for me, I guess. People love them, so. Yeah, the only reason I finished them is because of achievements and trophies. <laughs> if, I, if I had my choice, I would have quit way early on and returned that shit, but. Well, this one. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Very good. I was gonna say, this one, this one plays more like New Vegas, right? Isn't this the same people who made New Vegas? I don't think this plays. I mean, it, it plays like like New Vegas in the way that like Dragon Quest plays like Final Fantasy. I guess, if that makes sense. Like, it's a very similar system, but the the actual gameplay is different. Like, there's more, I guess, engagement in this than, like, New Vegas, because New Vegas was more rudimentary and way earlier on, like, in their creative process iteration stuff, whatever, whatever you call it. Um, I mean, they're similar in that they're both first-person shooters with melee capabilities, but uh, and they all they're have, also... They all have that slowdown thing you can do. Yeah, the VATS bullshit, but it's not VATS in this. Yeah. It's... Time dilation or whatever the fuck they call it. Yeah, you got cryogenically frozen, and now you have time warping powers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think, but also in New Vegas, you could give your uh, partner... You can only have one partner at a time, I think. And you could give them like very specific commands, I think, like move here or shoot this person or something. In this one, it's like, hey, use your skill or stay here or go there. So it's super basic. But maybe I didn't explore that well enough because I just kind of just fucking shot everything myself because they. I gave the ally characters like what? Heavy machine guns or something, and they generally killed everything and survived. So. Oh, no, I didn't have to worry about too much. I'll be right back. I want to get my son to calm down. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to say anything. All right. Go ahead. Well, uh, so the Elder Worlds. <laughs> We're shut on it a little bit already, but uh, let's get into the premise. Uh, it is a 2019 action role-playing game, and it was developed by Obsidian Entertainment and published by Private Division. The game was released for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Microsoft Windows in October 2019, with the Switch version being released in June 2020. Um, I don't know, I guess that's about it. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. you know anything else about it? I mean, the basic premise is that you are a... I guess it's more story, right? Yeah, the premise is, yeah, it's just a first-person role-playing game, so... Uh, I'm back. Yeah. I mean, the story, I, I, I did the, do, you, do you remember if there was like any heavy advertising for the story? Because I don't remember much about the game other than people being like, oh man, I love New Vegas, Obsidian's new 
Fallout game is going to be great. Well, like I said, the only thing I remember is that, like, everyone was hyping, like, oh, it's like Fallout of good writing or something like that. And, I mean, it was better writing, but I didn't think it was particularly, like, there wasn't much substance. It was more like, you know, quitty, uh, you know, some quippy stuff or witty remarks or, you know, you can tell someone that, like, you can be, like, a complete asshole, I guess, and kill everyone and still beat the game <clears throat> if that's the way you want to go. So maybe if you're, like, one of those people and uh, you don't really get to do that that much in games and you might have really liked this game because you just go out and just murder people. Uh, so I can see how that could be fun, but, like, if you're just following the story and trying to play a narrative... It's it's not there's not much meat to the bone. Oh, it's a fair description. Um, all right. Well, if you're new here, the way that we do our show is we have six categories and we go through them, uh, rate them on a scale from one to five with half scores because I ruined that early on. Um, we try to give a general description of uh, what's inside each category. Uh, pros and cons, anything that we liked and disliked, and then rate it and move on to the next one. We have musical breaks as well to kind of spice things up and let you hear what the music sounds like from the game. Um, yep, so our categories are gameplay, story, visuals, music slash voice acting, overall experience, and replayability slash extra content. Um, <clears throat> I guess if y'all are ready to get into it, we can just go right into the gameplay. Let's do it. Alrighty, so we recently tried doing a, a new thing. I guess it's been working out okay, where we kind of go over uh, some things in the gameplay concerning the systems of the game, uh, such as the battle system, uh, character growth, mini games, if there are any, uh, how does traversal work, uh, what is shopping like in the game, and if there's anything unique about the game. Um, since uh, we picked the game, could you all let you start us off? Sure. Uh, battle system, like you were saying, it's first-person shooter. Uh, pretty much, you can do melee, but it, it's one of those things where, like, I did it at first, but it doesn't kind of really work after, like, the first level, because everyone just kind of, like, flanks you and shoots you down, so you can't really go and start, like, meleeing everyone. And, I don't know, it kind of got boring after a while, just trying to run up to everyone, and you get a shot, like, a hundred times as you're trying to rush into them. I mean, I guess you could sneak and do it, but sneaking, like, takes so long. And after a while, you're just like, okay, I'm done with the game. I want to move on. So Yeah. Uh, What's that a quote? Like, don't bring a knife to a gunfight? Like, that's this game. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you get, the, you get like, a cool, like, plasma blade, and you, like, turn people to ash, which is kind of cool. Uh, but the novelty wears off after a few hours, and you're like, okay, I'm just going to have this heavy machine gun just mow people over. So that's what I did after a while. I just got the heavy machine gun. And I mean, you need like, uh, like machines are weak to like electric kind of shots that you can kind of amplify your gun with. And then, uh, plasma, uh, kind of really hurts, uh, people. Uh, they're kind of weak to it. Like every, there's like basically four different types of enemies, right? You'd say. Uh, I think so. You got humans, you've got the mantids, robots, mantids, and yeah. the the worm things. Are those different from... Oh, no, the raptodons, and then you got the ape creatures, too, the primals. Primals, yeah. And they're all kind of weak to a certain thing. Um, so you can... Uh, when, 
there's like workbenches you have and you can upgrade your weapon and you can add different like modifications like there's grip modifications and there's firepower modifications and uh so uh you upgrade that or most of the time what you do like until you get to like a certain level you kind of just find the next best weapon and because you don't uh the more you upgrade your weapon it's kind of like like the more the higher the cost gets so you know the weapon you started off with after you upgraded it like four or five times the cost effectiveness of keeping keeping upgrading it is not worth it so you just throw it away and get a different weapon um and then you make that one stronger or whatever mods you want to do so um there's also like unique weapons um where they have like a special name or something uh and then they have like unique abilities um where I don't know if they're like so unique you can't recreate them, but it's like you don't have to do the modifications yourself. And they're generally when you get them pretty powerful. But like I said, uh, once you find something powerful, like you find something more powerful, like an hour later. So you can't really get too attached to things, or uh, because then you become really ineffective in battle. I don't know if you guys kind of found the same thing, felt the same way. Um, I mean, kind of. I honestly just gave my, uh, like, partners, like, the strongest, like, automatic weapons I had, and I rarely had a fight until, like, really, like, like the latter half of my game. Um, and when I did have to fight, I used just, like, an assault rifle. Okay. Because I wanted to put out fast damage. Like, it felt like single-shot weapons were weak as fuck. Yeah, yeah, and uh, like I obviously was not going to use melee, and I built myself more into like dialogue because I felt like that would have been I wanted more like a narrative kind of experience as, or as much as I could get, and that kind of fell through. So I ended up just going long guns, and I, I leveled up my science uh, to max to try to like maximize the science weapons, but they were mostly just like gimmicky, worthless shit. Mm -hmm. So I dropped those pretty quick. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can power up your partner characters pretty well, and they pretty much dispatch everything, so I wasn't too concerned about my own personal damage. See, the only thing is, like, when you're trying to get trophies, you can't, sometimes your, uh, uh companions don't count, so, like, they, they kill things too fast, like, when you're trying yeah. Like when I, so well, when I when I was doing trophy stuff, I just got them out of my party and I went back to like the first planet and did all that shit there because everything died pretty quick. I kind of just did it as I went, so I wouldn't have to like waste time. I guess kind of just grinding. I I just did it as I went through the game, so like I just turned them to like passive until I get to like a part where I needed their help and I would turn their um their AI back on. So a lot of times I just did around. <laughs> so, but I did notice that uh, depending, it doesn't matter what you give them. They're well, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know how it works because sometimes it would work and sometimes it wouldn't. Where their weapon would scale up to your level, and then sometimes it didn't. So it was weird. Yeah, they didn't explain those mechanics very well because it doesn't show anywhere. Like, oh, your characters are going to do more damage. Like they have that little grid on their profile that's like melee damage and range damage, and I'm like, it doesn't really help me. <laughs> Is that is that DPS? It just because there's a number, 
I'm like, I don't know what the fuck the number means. And some characters, when it, I equipped them with the same weapon, it had like more or less of the number. So it's like, okay, obviously they, I guess they have some hidden talent or something behind the scenes that, that makes this person better with this weapon. Uh, but it ultimately didn't matter too much because uh, their abilities don't matter that much. So you could put any fucking armor on them and they'll be fine. So I just put the strongest armor I had, like the heaviest armor and the, the highest DPS uh, weapon I had, and they pretty much carried me through the game. But well, I, I was also playing on normal mode or whatever, so... Yeah, I felt like the, uh, the unique uh, abilities of your companions were kind of underwhelming. Like, one of the guys is just like a jump kick. <laughs> that's all he does the whole game. Like, that, that's it? That's all you got to do? Usually it's like an overpowered attack and, like, it hits everyone or something, but I don't know. I just, just felt like they were kind of... Like, one was just like a handgun they shot or something. It was just kind of... Yeah. I was like, that's... that's that didn't do anything. <laughs> well, I think I found that some of them were better to use than others. Like, Parvati, she's almost instant with her hammer... Like, she runs up and hits him with a hammer. It takes, it's like, maybe jump. three seconds. Then you got, like, Naomi, or whatever the fuck her name is. And she has her heavy machine gun, and she's got to, like, take ten seconds to fucking rev the thing up. And by the time she's ready to shoot, the thing's dead, because the other fucking character killed it. So I was like, that's a waste. Yeah, Thanks a lot. Dumb. And then, like, Vicar Max is like, he's got he's got to do a fucking monologue before he shoots a shotgun. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to fucking shoot you now. And, like, 20 minutes later, he finally <laughs> shoots. I'm like, dude... <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, so uh, it's definitely there's definitely some characters that are better than other ones, uh, for sure. And but you can have their uh, your perks spec'd out in such a way that, like, if one of their characters uses their special ability, it has a 25% chance to restore the other character's special ability, or their or a 25% chance to for them to get it back if they kill somebody, they get their ability back or whatever. So you can, if you want to, you can like spec heavily into that where you just spam that shit all the time. Yeah. And I guess it makes them immune to damage. Uh, so if you're worried about that, that's cool. Uh, but I felt like it slowed the game down too much. Because it, like, it stops the gameplay for you. It makes you watch this like, yeah. cut in for like 15 seconds. And I'm like, man, I just want to kill shit. Yep. <laughs> get, get over this. I just want to get through this fucking area. The only time you need to really use it when it's like when you find one of those big-ass primals or something that has a lot of like hit points. And you kind of want to... like have a buffer because like basically everything stops besides that one thing everyone else kind of their like health or their whatever kind of re regains when uh that scene goes on or you can kind of like get out their other companions can get out of the way or whatever it is so <laughs> i don't know um anything else about battling uh i mean you got the time dilation oh, shit time dilation uh what else is there so basically, like, you hit R1, and it slows down time, just like all the other Fallout games and stuff like that, where uh, that's how you get, like, in the beginning of the game, you can kind of get through a lot of things, because you can just slow down time and just headshot everyone. <clears throat> but after... I'll be, I'll be honest, I forgot that was a thing. Yeah. Until, like, until there was, like, a trophy that I saw, it's like, oh, shoot somebody in the nuts while in time dilation, and I was like... Fuck, I totally forgot this was, this was a thing. Yeah, because you don't... It, like, it slows the game down. You don't need to... Like, you hardly ever need to do it. Like no, The it, only time I feel like anybody would use it is if like they're using a sniper rifle or something and they want to line up the headshots because enemies like to move around a lot. Yeah. And... Uh, like, 
the thing, the advantage like Bats has over this is that you can pick like parts of the enemy to shoot at, and you have like a percentage chance to hit automatically. You don't have to aim. Yeah. Whereas this, like, it's literally just slowing down time. And I think you can highlight an enemy and get like some information about them, but uh, I mean, I killed almost everybody in like five seconds, so I didn't, I didn't give a fuck about whatever the fuck their weaknesses are or whatever the hell the information was. I honestly don't know what it was because I didn't look at it. I saw something popped up in the corner of the screen, and I was like, this must be some detailed info. It doesn't matter because I'm about to kill this motherfucker. Yeah, it's like a lot of the, there's like a lot of information like you can get on different things or do different things, but really you don't need anything but just your gun and just go off on people. It's like very simple, but there's a lot of complex like systems that you don't need. Like, well, I mean that describes the whole game. The whole game. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's there's a lot of stuff. It's like it seems like it, but then. Seems like there's a lot of things you can do, but really you don't don't need to do anything. You just get your gun and just mow people over. Well, the, then there's the other way I guess you can play, and that's just like if you don't, there's you can beat this game without firing your weapon once. Um, I mean, yeah, you can play pacifist, I guess. Yeah, you can but... spec your character and just talk everyone down. I mean, and you can just run by people because that's how I beat the uh, to that speed run thing or whatever it was on hard mode. Well, yeah, but that comes with the, the requirement of that you know the game already, so you kind of know what dialogue options you're going to be expecting, and so you know how to spec your character, because you can, like, you can respec, uh, I guess a couple, I don't know, a bunch of times. I think the cost just goes up. I never respec, so I don't know how it works. Yeah, I never respec. But, like, but, like, if you talk to somebody and you get into a dialogue, you're just trapped in that dialogue. You can't escape. So if you're not at the highest, uh, or, like, the skill level you need to be at, you're fucked. You have to reload a save, so... Yeah, uh, I mean, it's possible, but you have to already know the game, so it's kind of like it's not really feasible for somebody who plays it the first time. True. Yeah. You're... To go pacifist. I mean, it's a cool thing that let you do, and they, it's cool that they let you just fucking mow everybody down if you really want to. Uh, I mean, I guess like there's people like Blaine that save their game and then like go on a killing spree and then reload their save uh, in different games and shit. Uh, I've never done that, so I can't really. <laughs> I can't really uh, attest to like any kind of pleasure that's gotten from that. Uh, the only thing I wish I could do that with would be like to play a modded version of Skyrim and uh, make all the children not uh, protected anymore and just kill the children. That'd be funny, but uh, that's like the extent of my desire to slaughter every NPC in a game. Yeah, I just come. It's just nothing. It's boring. Yeah, because then like there's literally nothing left. There's nothing alive, and the world's dead, quote unquote. Uh, so it's like, what the fuck? What's the point? Right. Oh uh, boy. Uh, so I guess we can talk about character growth now. So yeah, like uh, uh, I was saying earlier, um, there's a lot of like information, and this is part of it. Like when you start the game, <clears throat> there's. Uh, attributes you can pick and it's body so there's body which has strength and dexterity uh mind which is intelligence and perception and personality which is tar charm and temperament and based on those they raise your skills based on what you pick there they raise your skills so um skills are uh, melee one-handed melee two-handed uh and then there's ranged Handguns, long guns, heavy weapons, defense, which is dodge and block, which I never put any points into. Uh, dialogue, 
which is persuade, lie, intimidate. Uh, stealth, which is sneak, hack, and lockpick. Tech, which is medical, science, and engineering. And leadership, which is inspiration and determination. And so there's like, like I was saying, there's the categories like melee and range and defense. And there's subcategories where like for def defense is dodge and block. Um, and when you start out, you can uh, put the, your like you get like ten skill points every time you level up, and you can put those skill points into the categories up to fifty points, and then after that you have to do it to, into the subcategories. Um, I think the max you can max out it is one fifty, but the level cap is thirty. Five or thirty-six, I think. So you can't you can't max out stats. Um, and then, like, if you look at like most of the the stats you do have are based on dialogue. Like, I think half the stats are based on dialogue. So I mean, not just dialogue, but like in-game dialogue. So persu persuade, lie, intimidates a dialogue thing. Uh, sneak, hack, and lockpick. I guess they're not technically dialogue, but they do have some dialogue tree uh, options. Medical science and engineering are all dialogue <clears throat> skills, basically. I mean, I think that hacking comes into it as well. And then leadership is uh, your companion kind of skills that you can get to carry over. Like, there's one you really want to get, which is inspiration up to, I think, 60 which your companion skill bonus, uh, so each companion gives you some skills. They like uh, plus 100% uh, for your companion skills that you get. So it really helps out in like whatever. One of them gives you like uh, persuade skills and you get like double the persuade skills and all that kind of stuff. So Yeah, because each partner has three skills and sometimes they repeat like i think vicar max and the robot i can't remember what the hell his name is sam sam they, they both do the same three skills uh and i think they're the only ones that do that um but uh you normally just get 25 percent of whatever their their skill is but when you do the inspiration to 60 you get 100 percent of that which is now 50 so you can pretty much depending on who you have in your party like by the end, when you hit, hit level 36, you can have, like, plus 50 to each step, like, six different stats. Uh, so that's pretty nice. But by then, you don't even need it, so... No. Well, unless you're playing the DLC, where every, everything suddenly you need 150 oh, skill yeah. points. And it's like, oh, hack this computer, you need 150 hack. It's like, what the fuck? That's, okay. And that's where I, food, <laughs> food and stuff comes into it, uh, I guess. Uh, which is like I guess more what, what's unique, but you know, the, the, as you're going through the game, you can pick up all these different types of food, and they all kind of give you different buffs or debuffs, uh, depending on what you, you know what you take. But I never ever used any of it. <laughs> Not me. There, I hoarded all my shit and shoved it in lockers and the ship. <laughs> yeah. That's it's a shame too, because I think they meant well with that kind of stuff, but like you don't. It's just. You know, garbage. Really, is what it is. Wait, some of the stuff has like super fucking negatives. Like using Adrenaline Time, it's like minus one to all your stats for for a long time. Like who the fuck? Like the benefit is like you get like fifteen seconds of 
time dilation recovers faster or some crazy shit. Like, who the fuck uses this? <laughs> yeah, the, I guess some, and there's just so many, and it's like I don't even want to go and read them. I don't care. No, so it's like unless I. Need well, I guess we should mention that this is kind of related to the battle system, but the way you heal is like you use this inhaler, and you have to have a. A regular adrena to heal and i think every time you use it it's 25 percent of your health but as you level up your medical you unlock additional slots where you can shove like food items in there so every time you heal you also consume food at the same time and you give yourself buffs that way but i never use that shit either yeah yeah i don't i don't really understand why anybody would there's like it's so detailed for literally no fucking reason yep so and then like the i think the... i think people that play on the survival mode would use it but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to, like, so yeah, in survival mode, uh, you have to eat, drink, and sleep, which, like, it's like a whole nother game, like a whole different game. Totally different. Those people are fucking losers. Yeah, and it's like... I think also you can't fast travel or something except to your ship or something. Yeah, you can only fast travel to your ship. And so it's like, so, I mean, it takes a lot of the fun out of the game when you if when you have to play in survival mode. So yes, and it isn't days gone. It's fucking terrible to not have fast travel. You just ride around a goddamn fucking motorcycle all the time. Yeah. Um, well, it'd be nice if there was a fucking motorcycle in this game. Yeah. Do something. Because some of the uh, fast travel, like you still have to like fucking trek halfway across the world. You know. To get to some places sometimes. Yeah, in the whatever Naomi's town, I feel like it was kind of a pain in the ass getting around in there at times. Yeah, until you unlock all the doors or whatever. Yeah. Well, like I feel like I was playing this and I got ruined by fucking El having played Elden Ring like a couple months earlier because, like, you can explore kind of the world in this game, but there's nothing there. Like there are times where like I explored. Like on a mountaintop, there, there was one time I went somewhere that was off the beaten path and I found like some hammer that was like a legendary hammer, but it was level 5 and I was level 20 at the time. And I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Whereas like at Elden Ring, I may not have found like something that was like maybe like a similar thing where like the item was weak, but like the trek to get there would have been like something, some had some maybe some interesting encounters or something, not just like, oh, the same fucking manipedes. That have been yeah. the last 20 fucking minutes. Elden Ring pretty much ruins, gonna ruin most open world games for me for life, probably. True. Yeah, at least. Maybe not Kevin, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there's just so much stress playing that game. Like, this, this is like zero stress, but boring. So, at least Elden Ring, it's like Elden Ring's like the opposite. It's like super stressful, but super interesting at the same time. And, like, keeps you, like, locked in where this is like super blah and after a while like it's hard to keep playing for long periods of time because you're just like falling asleep you're like oh all right i guess i'm done yeah <laughs> i'm turning it off there's very few games i play that keep me wired from like not being tired souls likes pretty much one of the few but i can only do that to myself like I can't do like you just did, like you just played another Souls game, and I'm like, I can't right now. I'm still, like, recovering. Still traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got PTSD. I really do. I'm like, uh, I can't. I can't even, like, really watch, like, you were posting videos or whatever. I can't even watch them right now. I'm just like, I can't put myself in that headspace. Because, like, 
uh, what was it, Melania or Millennia or whatever her name was, like, that really fucked me. Like, I was, I got, I was so mad, like, I couldn't beat her myself. Like, that was, I just couldn't do it anymore. And, and I never get to, like, usually I can beat the, after a while I can beat the boss, but no, I had to have help. I was so mad about it. That's nothing to be mad about. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, she's considered, like, the hardest boss in the series by many people, so. And I'd say if, like, you had never summoned help before that point, like, and you got to, like, the hardest boss in the game, you're not doing too bad. Like, I summoned, my first Souls game, I summoned every boss. So. That was the only person, that's the only boss fight I summoned someone for. I didn't, like, the whole other, the rest of the game, I had no other help besides, you know, my my companion guy, but... Well, you mean the most, <laughs> you mean the motherfuckers that everybody else had a good one and I had to fucking retire for? Like, you built your own minutes here, man. <laughs> I think it was your bill was just garbage. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, it's funny, like, how your build can work for you, but then, like, when the AI plays it, it's dog shit. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, only you can figure out this build. <laughs> anyway, oh, well, back to we already the... reviewed Elden Ring, yeah. <laughs> back to the game we actually played this time. <laughs> oh. uh, were there any so any mini games in here? I didn't think there were any. I guess unless you count the uh, lo uh, lock picking as a mini game. Is it? A... Is that? Is there a trick to that, or is it just a stack? Because I thought it was a stat thing, right? Uh, yeah, you hold square. Fucking. <laughs> 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 I'm like, was I missing something? Was like a button combination you got to hit or something? <laughs> the mini, the mini game is: Are you trying to hack into somebody's shit that's owned, and can you do it fast enough before they get up their fucking ass and walk over to you and be like, "What are you doing?" Oh yeah, yeah. I guess you can steal from people after a certain amount of uh, lockpick skill, and they. Oh yeah, you can pickpocket. Yeah. No one really has anything good. My favorite thing was pickpocketing people, and there's, there's nothing in the inventory. And I'm like, "This is are you shitting me right now?" <laughs> like, okay, thanks. Uh, yeah. I mean, there. What else is there? Traversal. Uh, I guess that's the next thing. Uh, I mean, I kind of like how it was broken up into smaller planets instead of just one open. I guess it's essentially still. The same thing, but at least it's more disguised to where I didn't hate it as much, I guess. Yeah, I, I didn't like, I didn't hate it. Uh, I did like seeing all the different worlds and, uh, but it's just, I wish they had unique monsters for each world. They're all the freaking same, which is like, what the hell? I don't understand that. Or like they're different colored or whatever. Pouts yeah, Mass Effect does it ten times better. Well, yeah. well, like, what got me was like, they have like the megafauna or whatever, and that was a perfect opportunity to have like a unique designed for the creature, but instead they're just like, oh, we're going to take a creature and make it like five times bigger. Bam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah, and uh, yeah, so you're just on foot the whole time, and then you just, you're on your, your ship is just like point to point, like you're going, when you're on your ship, you just go to the next planet, and you land at a uh, landing zone. So that was basically, that's all the traversal really is. I know people shit on gummy ships from Kingdom Hearts, but like they totally could have done something like that for this game. Like, okay. have you fly to another planet and like maybe go through some asteroid field or some bullshit? Some bullshit to like, cause you to make the the ship like a big focus at the beginning, and then it's literally just a house. Yeah, it's your base. It's like, 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, people are like talking in there and arguing, and no one—I don't fucking care. I mean, at least they could have done like a ship battle type thing. If you're gonna be in space, there's gonna be a ship battle. But there was not. They do. It's just you don't do anything with it. It's all cutscenes, or they talk about it. Yeah. Like you get you can get boarded once, and all you do is you get over to their ship and kill them, <laughs> and then yeah. you go back to your ship. Like okay. Yeah, that's fun. Alrighty, that was cool. Uh, shops. Uh, let's see, there's uh, workbenches where you can upgrade your weapons. Um, and then there's vending machines where different vending machines sell different things. Some sell weapons, some sell food, uh, some sell armor. Um, and then there's actual shops you can go to too in, uh, in the towns. Did you guys buy anything? Because I don't think I really bought much of anything. Uh, the only thing I ever bought was inhalers, so I can get that uh, the trophy. Because you just finding them by by themselves, it's, you don't get enough. So you have to do like three hundred inhalers or something. So I I just kept buying them until I got enough, and then I used them all. Uh, okay, I can see that. I mean, I think I bought some shit, but I don't really, like remember really anything really being that useful to buy. I think in the beginning I bought like armor upgrades and stuff until I realized that you just you just find shit everywhere. Yeah, you literally find it everywhere. So like, everything is everywhere. It's just so much loot, like loot, loot hoarding and stuff. Um, I mean, I yeah, I really don't like loot systems in general. Like Diablo and Neo has it too. Kind of, it's kind of annoying, but mostly you can just ignore it and just get the next greatest thing you get, which is why I don't really understand the upgrade system in this game as far as, like, making your weapon stronger. What the, who the fuck would do that until, like, the end of the game? Right, they need they needed to make it where if you like a, a weapon, if you have a unique weapon, it's not gonna cost cost you, like, a million dollars to get it up to level. Or just don't even, just, just take that part of out of the equation and just have like the add-ons because I mean you're always getting new guns anyways and at the, end of the, in, at the end of the game you're going to have a good gun that you don't even need to upgrade power wise anyways you just add shock or whatever else you want to it I mean I did upgrade my final weapon just to do it but I mean I'm pretty sure I didn't fucking need to well they, they have weapon parts and I feel like they should have just got rid of the money thing and then just use the weapon parts like if you want to keep using the one weapon you used for a while you just need more weapon parts instead of having to because like the scaling for the cash is fucked up it's like 10 bucks 25 bucks 50 yeah. bucks 100 bucks 200 bucks a thousand bucks, twenty thousand bucks. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yeah, once you do like five times, you're like, all right, well, this is not even fucking worth it. I'll run out of money. Yeah. Like, yeah. Speaking of buying shit, I think I bought mag mag picks, mag locks, whatever they're called. Like at the very beginning of the game, because there's a bunch of shit to lock pick. And then at some point, I was just like, there's nothing good in the fucking things that I'm lock picking. Yeah. So more junk. And then yeah, there's also literally junk that does nothing. Like, what is the whole point of that? Like, just to sell it to make money? But, I mean, you sell, there's so many weapons to sell that make you more money. Like, why even have all this shit? Uh, I don't understand. Because so. it's, a, it's a loot game, and you gotta have the loot, man. I don't know. Like, I feel like they would have they been better served. Because, like, some uh, NPC stores sell, like, legendary weapons. And I feel like that could have been a more, like, a... I guess like a restrictive thing, like they weapons aren't everywhere, armor's not everywhere, 
you go to a shop, they have like one really good weapon and then like maybe one set of good armor or something and like, oh, this is the town's crafted shit or whatever that's the town's known for, or whatever 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 bullshit reason you gotta have, but like keep that shit restricted. And then you have like maybe like three pistols throughout the game or like three or four assault rifles or whatever and like you make the guns unique and they do a, like they have different shooting patterns that are unique like maybe the recoil is different for each one like maybe one like do the borderlands thing where like one of the weapons has like a blade on the end and you, you can melee with it and it does a lot of fucking melee damage or something something to make them unique but instead it's like every marauder has the same armor and they all have the same gun. And then there's like 20 copies of that gun and armor in the store that uh, in Edgewater or whatever you go to. And it's like, I don't know what the fuck. And like, none of the shit looks cool. Like, they have like some bubblegum pink and blue set of armor and shit. I'm like, I, I don't want to wear that. Yeah. You know what I ended up wearing? I ended up wearing that uh, for the whole game. I wore that stupid Shimera uh, outfit you have to fucking get for the trophy. Like, you know oh, what? yeah, the top hat and the little fancy suit thing. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I had to go through all that trouble. I'm just going to wear that the rest of the game. And everyone comments on it. They're like, oh, that's an original uh, liqueur. So. I wish that more games would do what I'm sure other games do other than Xenoblade, where you can just like, all right, this is the armor I want to wear as far as stats, but this is the armor I want to wear to actually have on yeah, as far as I want to see it. Whatever your cosmetic, like how you want to look, you can just do how you want to look. Yeah, because, I mean, some of the shit in that game just looks so fucking dumb. Like, alright, this looks strong, but I look so fucking stupid walking around and my characters do. Like, I mean, you can take the helmet off as far as, like, the aesthetic when you see it, but the rest of the shit you have to wear if you actually want the uh, buffs for it. It's definitely, like, games that have paper doll systems that you choose your, like, transmog or whatever are fucking awesome because like it nothing bothers me more than like having a unique looking character and like and they have like their own like design and then you get rid of that later and it's like well that character's not unique anymore like when i was at the end of the game i had uh i used Pravati and vicar max because i was like fuck everybody else at this point i don't really care and I, they had the same armor set on both of them and the same weapon and they looked exactly the same yeah i had the same shit for naomi and Pravati. Like they're they're not special they're not partners anymore right now they're just fucking mooks man like I just hired some random dudes and yeah. they're on my ship yeah, it's yeah they should have made it where they couldn't like uh change their outfits because they all have unique like uniforms or whatever they have a unique look when you get them and they should just like you should just be able to upgrade that or you know have something that looks similar to that look or a little upgrade to that you know maybe upgrade that look you know. Where it's like the same look, but like stronger shoulder pads, or you know, they get. Well, yeah, like you do their companion quest, and then like they get an upgraded suit of their yeah. base kit. Yeah, yeah. Gear or whatever. Yeah, that's where that that's where it's better. Like that kind of stuff goes a long way. Where, yeah, like here you're just looking at your your companions, and sometimes you shoot them because they're wearing like marauder. You put some marauder shit on them, and then you can't tell them from the marauders, and you fuck fucking shoot them sometimes. Like oh. My bad. <laughs> so, yeah, there's there's a lot of issues with this game where they I think they made some poor decisions. Um, where they thought they were doing something unique or good and ended up not working out. I don't know. I feel like they just got had a bunch of ideas and just threw them together and like 
Alright, I hope that hopefully that works. So. Well, I think they were writing on like their name, like we're Obsidian, we did Fallout New Vegas, and people are like jizzing their pants for that. And like this one guy I work with when a game was coming out was like, Oh man, I am so excited for the Outer Worlds. Obsidian's my favorite developer. And he said he he like he talked about the game for like two weeks, and then I've never heard him talk about it ever that ever again after that. Yeah. So it's like Okay. Didn't, didn't they do one of the South Park games? Maybe. The I think it's Stick of Truth or the second one, I think, but maybe I'm wrong. I'll yeah, have to look it up on my phone. Right the difference is they, the, they didn't write the game. Matt Parker and Trey Stone did, and that's why those are good. Because <laughs> that shit's... Yeah. That's, that was fun, and it's short. It's not, like, super long either. Yeah, it looks like South Park Digital Studios LLC and Obsidian Entertainment made it, so I'm assuming that means like Matt and Trey did like all the voices and like maybe the music and whatever the fuck, and then Obsidian did the the game systems. Yeah. Probably. And I'm pretty sure like Matt and Trey have that kind of vision where they're telling people, "Hey, this is what we want," as opposed to some suit somewhere being like, "Hey, make another game that's gonna sell a bunch of money." Yeah, because one of those, I don't know, one of those two that of the South Park guys was pretty into RPG, so they were pretty involved on like the systems and all that uh, shit. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was watching YouTube, and he's really into board games, like board game RPGs, and like he's on this like board game like YouTube channel talking with these fucking nerds about all these. He had like a top twenty of his favorite board games. 20 board games that are like RPGs. I'm like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Like, I can see oh, yeah? how that bleeds into like South Park sometimes. Like, when they do their like their RPG episodes and stuff like that, where they're all like characters and shit. Yeah, that shit's awesome. So, I get how they're like both the South Park games are both different, but they're also both really good. Like, I, the, the Stick of Truth, I think, is like one of my favorite games just because. It takes, like, two things that I like, which are RPGs and fantasy, and then, like, comedy, and they, like, mixed it together, and it's fucking awesome. So what you're saying is Obsidian just needs to be told what to do and not make their own fucking game. Well, they just need to have good writers. I mean, hire good writers. That's all you gotta do. Well, they got bought by Microsoft, so hopefully Microsoft will fucking tell them what to do. I, I, I was a little disappointed before I played this that... We're not like PlayStation's not gonna get the Outer Worlds two, but after playing the Outer Worlds one, I really don't give a fuck. Yeah, I know. I was like, uh, I guess I don't really care anymore. That's that's good for Microsoft. Kind of... Really give a fuck about anything that Microsoft bought personally, other than Tango, um, because of the Evil Within and that. Well, we got Ghostwire. I don't know if that's any good, but the rest yeah, I mean... of fuck about. Yeah, like I feel the same way like about Bethesda being bought. I'm kind of. I was kind of like. Uh, I mean, I would have played the games if on PlayStation because everybody else is, and you you almost have to like do that just so you can have conversations with people about it. But I wasn't looking forward to it, <laughs> and now I'm like, there's a weight lifted off my shoulders because I don't have any obligations <laughs> to play this stupid fucking shit. Unless it's the same game over and over again. Great. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's. I guess that's kind of how I feel too. It's like. All the all even like Fallout three and four and Vegas, they all kind of feel samey, you know. So, and well, wasn't that Fallout four like big criticism? Is it it just it just pretty much played it safe and did the same exact shit? I mean, I know people kind of liked it, but I think that was a criticism that I always heard was like they didn't do anything new. They just pretty much made the same fucking. Well, there's a lot of people do that, but. Well, I mean, all games are like that, but 
to me, like, it, it has a life, like, you can only play so many of these before you're just bored. Like, to me, I could play, like, a turn-based RPG if it has a good story, like, every, you know, all the time. But, like, a first-person shooter RPG, I don't know, it has to really have a good story for me to want to, like, play, you know? And this, this is what I thought I was going to get, but they kind of just... Yeah, I mean, I guess if you like the game uh, series, it doesn't matter if they're playing it safe. I mean... Home Software can make Bloodborne 2 next month, and if it was just like the first one, I fucking wouldn't bitch about it. So. You want to- well, yeah, because you, you have to capture that, like, I don't want to say like lightning in a bottle, but you have to have that something that keeps people coming back, whether that be the story or be the gameplay. And this one has neither. Yeah. So it's like... Like, like, so like Kevin was saying, like you, either you needed a good narrative, or like you were saying, Travis, you need really fucking phenomenal gameplay. And you need, you just you just need something that makes people want to like keep playing the game like a really good story like I feel like uh, the Trails games or something yeah, that right. really good world building really good lore really good like you get involved in in the world it makes you want to when you play it again you're not daunting the experience you're like oh fuck yeah I can't wait to re-experience this world re dive back into it and like a like a FromSoft game you're like fuck yeah I can't wait to get my shit pushed in again. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I can't see any reason what is there is to look forward to another one of these games. I mean, the fucking world is not interesting. The gunplay is fine, but it's not like it's phenomenal or anything. Well, that's what I like about the Trails games. It's like I want to figure out how my runes are, uh, how my what rune system or what's you know like. There's different ways you can build your characters, and they work like you can have like a, like Fee, you know, has like a dodge tank, you know. And that's like a unique thing, and like here it's like you can have a gun or you can have a sword. You know what I mean? Like there's not much uh, else to to it. It's very simple. Well, I mean, technically you can build your characters different ways. You can make them fucking die instantly, or you can make them not die, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's right. all you get. Right. Um, is there anything else we want to go over a gameplay like? Like we were saying, we kind of mentioned it briefly, but the you get a ship and it's like your base, and you get companions, and they all have like a room on the ship, and throughout the game, um, you can pick up different things and they'll put it in their room, and that's kind of kind of cool. Like that's kind of neat. Do you do we want to do side quests here or in story or like this how side quests work or if they're even worth the fuck or anything? I mean, I thought some of the uh. Ones for your uh, partners were. I thought the Parvati's one with the her little lover girl was all right. Yeah, I guess the side quests were good, but you gotta care about the the characters first, and they don't really like. Besides, when you first get them, there's not much building up on the the, the companions besides their side quests. I, mean, I don't think. Well, I mean, I, I don't really fuck with Ferrari and Naomi, but I mean, I thought Ferrari had some personality. Naomi's pretty much not really there much there. I didn't think, but. Well, I, I guess kind of tying gameplay to the story and the in the characters. Like, if you bring the characters to certain locations, they have like a mini dialogue with each other, and that kind of expands on their personalities, and it will change depending on the events of like what side quests you've done. Uh, like I have Ferrari and Vicar Max in. Byzantium at one point, and she was like talking about Dumas Ed- Edgewater, and he's like, no, but obviously they said more than that. And then after I, I did Vicar Max's quest, 
I went back to Byzantium and instead of talking about Edgewater, uh, Parvati was like, so you're a lot nicer now after you went through that experience. Like, how did it change you? And then he talked about that a little bit. And so I was like, okay, there's kind of like some stuff happening here, but it, they've, they've trapped it behind random chance. Like you have yeah. to have the characters, the two characters in the party, you have to go to a certain fucking spot in some town for them to trigger the dialogue. And it's kind of like, Right, they should have like they should have like some games do where this character is required for the like they do the trails like, you know this, these two characters you have to take with you and everyone else you can you know make whoever you want, because those two characters are gonna have some character development. You know, what I mean? it's the only time other than the beginning with Parvati and then Naomi, they're the only time you're ever required to have a character with you, right? You don't have to take Parvati. Yeah. I, you don't okay. I would I no. don't remember the game that much, but you have to take Naomi. Uh, I think you can ex you can hire her. Uh, you have that on your team. Well, it, you might have to because she has to learn the code to give you to open the door to that thing or something. I don't know if that's her personal quest or not. I can't remember. Well, you can go or, the other way and go corporate, and then you meet someone else besides her. You don't have to. Oh yeah. So. You don't even have to get her at all? No, you don't have to get her at all. Huh. I beat the game without getting her. Like, you can skip that whole planet. Oh, I think oh. I didn't know. I remember there was, like, saying you could do something else, but I was just like, whatever, I was going to get the pills for her or whatever. Yeah, if you speedrun it, you literally skip the, almost the entire game. It's probably better that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, that's cool. I mean, you have to do some exploits, kind of, but like not really. There's like, there's like weird shit where like some NPCs will open locked doors, and like you don't like how like how the fuck do people figure that shit out? Because uh, I never would have thought to somehow drag some dude over to a fucking door and see if he, if he can unlock it. But you know, I'm glad people are out there that do that shit, so I don't have to. Right. Like, get this fucking trophy done with. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. If it wasn't for the internet, I would definitely not be a trophy hunter because some of that shit, like. How, many, how much time someone had to spend to figure that shit out you know like they probably just like st steal from everyone and like see if they can kite them to a door like I, I don't know that's crazy <laughs> well I mean they're kind of like I miss kind of being a kid because like before internet where like we me and my friends would get the same game and we talk about where we are how, how far we, we got whether like what our strategies have been or whatever yeah and I feel like you could have that kind of with trophies in games but like not to that same degree where like you'd have like maybe one or two people out of a friend group who care about trophies and they're the only ones like trying to figure out strategies for things and everybody else is just like yeah i played that game for like two hours and it sucked and then i went on to the next one so i don't know like there's i mean i guess it's a possibility that you could still be a trophy hunter but the odds are way way against you like i don't think i would be yeah but i, I can't say it because i'm also a fucking i got like some kind of damn fixation with this fucking shit. So, who knows? Who knows? Uh, anything else we need to go over? Oh, uh, perks. Perks. Uh, I mean, you kind of talk... Well, you talk about skills. Yeah, perks are different. So every two levels, you get a perk. And uh, there's tier one, tier two, tier three. But honestly, I didn't feel like... I don't know, like the tiers really meant anything because they're all kind of different. Like there's not much like tier three, tier three stuff. Wasn't like 
a million times better than tier one stuff you know it's just like different stuff um but for example like uh you can carry more weight or you can walk faster or you can run faster or uh you your guns t degrade less like that's another like i guess uh, aspect we didn't talk about is like your guns and your armor uh get like as you use them they degrade so you have to kind of repair them with uh weapon parts and uh, armor parts or as i found out at the end of the game you can talk to anybody that is a shopkeeper and pay like 200 dollars to get your shit all fixed instead of having to uh, scavenge weapon and armor parts which costs way more money yeah. That is fucking stupid. I did not know that was a thing, but I didn't really. I, I, I was mostly swapping shit around so much that I don't think I ever really degraded anything. But that's dumb. That that's a thing. It was good. I found that out in the beginning of the game, but once you get like towards the middle, like you have so much, and like you don't really like. I didn't really notice like my armor until like I get every once in a while it'd be like zero, and I get like two shatters or something. I'm like oh fuck, and then I like upgrade my weapon or my armor or not upgrade it, but like repair it, and then I'd be fine again. I left a lot of, I kept a lot of my armor because, like, I didn't want to get to, like, a spot where I needed, like, three more hack or, like, <laughs> I just want to swap over to that fucking gear and just get past that part pretty quick. Yeah, that's what I did. I had, like, I pretty much kept all my weapons and armor in the stupid storage container in the captain's room, and I had, so I put, all, I would put everything I had in there, like, I would hoard everything, and then I would have my, like, one set of armor that's like plus seven hack, and then one set that's like plus five sneak, and then whatever, and then I'd have all that on me, just in case I ran into some bullshit in some area that I didn't want to backtrack out of, uh, yeah. to like get a different character or something, and I just needed like one point of sneak or one point of fucking hack. <laughs> yeah, that happened to me a few times where I was like, just a few short, and I'm like, God, all right, let me, I hope I got one of these fucking, a piece of armor on this shit. I did kind of the same thing, but I did the lockers uh, when you first get into the ship, and that way I kept it separated, so one locker was just, like, all consumables, and then one locker was, helm like, uh, armor, and then one, one locker was gun, so it was, like, more separated. Um, I don't think I knew there was lockers, so... Right when you get on the ship, to your right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you walk by, like, 50 times you to get to the fucking navigation thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, did I have to read this? Because maybe that's why I didn't see you. <laughs> Uh, you'd have to read the prompt that says press square on them. That's about it. Did they explain this in game? No, I mean, I'm, I'm sure at some point they explained that you can open containers because they're just containers on the ship. No, but yeah, I didn't really fuck around the ship. Uh, yeah, I guess not. A couple times I talked to Bavardi and Novi when they were like fucking around, like shooting shit, but that was about it. Uh, we know Travis has reading comprehension issues. That's understandable. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, did we like talk about anything unique, or is there like not really anything unique? Because I can't fucking remember. No, the answer is probably no. Like, I didn't feel like anything that this game did was different than anything in this of a similar studio. Uh, I can't think of. It's like it has like quote unquote different things, but it's the same thing with different skin on it. That somebody else has done. Yeah, like dialogue options and all that stuff. Getting past stuff. That's yeah. not new. Like, and the skills and the perks are all stolen from Fallout and Skyrim, or not Skyrim, but definitely from Fallout. Like, I feel like they should. They, I guess, so, uh, likes and dislikes. So, I disliked uh, a level cap. What the fuck? It's a single player game. 
Just let me level up to level 99 if I want to, because uh, like 10 hours before the end of the game, I was max level, and I was I was getting no experience from anything. I skipped quests because I was like, the only thing I'm getting from quests is experience, money I don't need, and some random fucking items. So fuck them. Yep. Uh, and I would have like it would have been cool to like have a level like 70 character or whatever that has like level that has a hundred stats and everything, and you're like a walking fucking god, and you've got your maxed out perks. And you're just like one shot and shit, because like that's power fantasy. That's what people want. And right. this game, just like nah, you can get level thirty six, <laughs> and you can kind of like you can have maybe one skill level one fifty or something, and uh, that's about it. I th- I think I don't know. Did they up? It's hard to say because I didn't play the game at launch. Well, but... Yeah, so base game was level thirty, and then I think each DLC added another three levels. That's it. Yeah, that's fucking bullshit. That's stupid. Yeah, I. I was kind of mad too, cause like I, after you do like the first like so the, the DLC it's like, this is another weird thing about the game like there's no new game plus so like when they made the DLC if you would beat the game you'd have to like start over again, which is kind of stupid, um, but, the uh, DLC like comes in like level like when she hit level twenty and then level twenty five but the first DLC, is level twenty. Five and the second DLC, you had to be level twenty, which is weird. So you did that one first, and by the time you get done with that, you're max level. So like the rest of the game, like was kind of like you just there's no there's no like carrot to hang in front of you. You know you can't get better, so you're basically just going around killing everything. Like you're just bum rushing everything at this point. So that was a major like dislike for me. So I agree game got super boring super fucking fast yeah it's like in the beginning when you're still le- like it was really interesting in the beginning because like in your head you're like building up like oh this could be interesting like this world and all these different things could happen and you, you just don't know uh but then you're like uh just fetch quest the game so you leave the first planet and you're like fuck yeah something's gonna happen and nothing happens and you're just like you get to the second planet. Well, I think I said this pre-chat. Like you get, so you get off the first planet, planet, and then you get to this uh, big ass ship, and nothing happens, and you're just doing fetch quests there. And then you get to uh, a big, the next planet, and like depending on how you get there, you either go through, like you, you literally have like no plot for like an hour and a half or two hours or something while you're fighting your way to the town, or you get to the town and it's like, yeah, you need to go hire this chick and then go into the wilderness and go to these other places and find some shit. Oh yeah, go turn the, like, you turn the antenna off or whatever. Well, we'll get to the story, I guess, but... Yeah. So it's like, there's no... Like, they give you they give your character motivation, but like they don't give your character motivation because they don't... It doesn't seem important. Like, nothing seems important, even though there's yeah. apparently important things happening. And it's like... Well, it's just like a weird disconnect. It's like, oh, we just... Uh brought you back to life from like being freeze frozen but now you need a ship and you need to get companions and you got to do all these other things before you can do the thing that the whole reason you're thought out to do it's like they took it's like they totally like take you off track of the story for like half the game and then it's like oh now we're going back to it and you're like i don't care anymore Yeah, even the this is like story shit, but like even the characters like you do side quests for, 
like they tried to they don't even half the time they don't even try to establish any kind of like empathy for them like they make it known like the first sentence they utter out that they're like completely fucking assholes or idiots and you're like apparently you're the only smart fucking person in the world at this point because you're from like the age before everybody got retarded right so like your character's like this shit's fuck doesn't make any sense or you like you can be snarky and even when you're snarky the npcs don't register that you're being snarky and it's like this isn't it's like trying to it's like picking on like a fucking child it's not fun right like even no even, even the quote-unquote fun choices you have are just like poultry and it doesn't give you anything out of it like maybe like a, a smirk every once in a while because something like accidentally was funny and you're like, oh, okay, that's kind of that's kind of cute. It's well, kind of clever. Well, they'll say like offhand remark, and that's where the, the, you'll like la- like have a like laugh out loud moment. And you're like, okay, there you go. But then it, yeah, it's like inconsistent. It's not it's not part. It's like yeah, like you said that happened by mistake, or you know, it's like they had a they got lucky on that one or something. It wasn't like they had this whole plan for this amazing joke or this amazing funny situation. And it's not. It never happens. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's finish up gameplay. We can move the story. Uh, uh, anything you liked? In the gameplay? Yeah. Like, is there anything that was, like, fun? Turn uh, the game off. Dude, I was about to say that shit, but I was like, I feel like I've said that before. <laughs> Every time it was a bad game. <laughs> I didn't just like it that much, but... Uh, yeah, you said you enjoyed it more than we did, at least. So I, I didn't say like I hate it. It's like it's mediocre. It's like more, like it's like in the beginning it was fun, but they didn't build on that gameplay at all. It was just like the same game the whole time. You know, like yeah, I feel like the stat, I mean, the stat ups don't really matter. They don't really do anything. No, because like as I was saying before, like the weapons are all the same, and like you like so you have like a level one weapon. And then, like, at level 9, you get, like, a, an upgraded, quote-unquote, version of that same weapon, and it's just stronger. Like, it doesn't do anything different. It doesn't have any more slots for you to do more upgrades. Right. It's it's just, like, the same gun, but it's now cheap again to upgrade. Like, okay, thanks, game. Because even if you level up the same, that level 1 weapon up to level 9 or whatever the new weapon is, they have the same stats. It's just cheaper to upgrade the new one, even though it says, like, oh, light gun mark 2. It's not, it's the same, it's the same fucking gun. So, like, getting new shit is not exciting because you're like, it's all the same shit. Yep. Even when you get a legendary thing, like you said, like, it just has mods on it that you can get and put on other shit, but you don't have to find the mods. It's like, the only time the weapons are different are when the the science weapons, but like I said before, those are super gimmicky. Like, one is a shrink ray, and it shrinks the enemy for, like, five seconds. Whoop-de-fucking-do. Yeah, it was like a shrink ray, a floating ray. You can kill the enemy in five seconds. Exactly. Like I would rather just kill it and then instead of shrieking its ass, and like there's like a, the, a, the prismatic hammer that every time you swing it, it changes the element. That's fucking useless because like <laughs> some enemies are like resistant to like plasma damage, and then they're resistant to fucking like nano damage or whatever, and then they're resistant to neutral damage. And like I literally just wasted three hits doing half damage before I can get to the one weapon the damage type that's weak against. I just kill everything with shot. I don't even switch guns. Yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yep. Like, I, like it's it's all, like, a half-baked attempt, this game. Like, yeah. everything. And, like, we're, we'll get to the story and how half-baked that is, but, like, 
I think somebody said before they they use their brand name Obsidian Entertainment to sell some garbage. Like I don't know who approved this shit. Like who the quality the quality assurance people who are playing this like the testers who are like this is fun. I want to know what they're smoking because I need some of that shit so that I can have fun again because <laughs> I didn't have fun playing this game and I wanted to. I just couldn't get any fun out of it because the game wasn't giving me any way to get the fun. Well, so, I mean, that could be a difference in our experience because I thought the game was going to suck going in, so I wasn't really expecting much. See, that's what I like about having no expectations. Because you can't be disappointed. You can only be surprised. Right. Like, pleasantly surprised. And, like... Nicole said she had fun playing this. The guy at work said he had fun playing this. I, I've heard good things, and I've been, but I've been let down before by hearing good things. And this time, I was like, I haven't played a game like this in a while. This should be fun. And then it wasn't. And I was like, "Fuck you, Kevin." Picking <laughs> <laughs> well, this shit. <laughs> That's what I get for picking Pure Solar, I guess. Yep, there you go. It's not as bad as that, at least. No, no, I. I, I I'd rather play Pure Solar to be honest. You're, there's, there's no fuck. Now you own a King Bob's Zero one. No, I played that. I played that game four fucking times. All right, I played it on PS3 twice and I played it on PS4 twice, and I would play that again before I played it the Outer Worlds. All right, well there you go. That's oh. how much fun I did not have playing the Outer Worlds. Damn. So, yeah. Uh, did you have anything you'd like to dislike about the gameplay, Travis? Um, I did not like. Um, the systems really, um, and I didn't really like fucking traversing around on some of the fucking like the couple of the worlds. It just felt annoying. I, I didn't. I kind of like the gunplay. I mean, it's not great, but I don't really play a lot of first-person shooters, so I'm sure there's better ones like Halo or Destiny and all that shit. But I don't have nothing compared to that much. So I thought it was fine, fun shooting shit and killing shit, and um. Sorry about that. It's all good. Okay. Uh, well, I guess we'll rate it now, then. I'm going to give it a 2.5 for gameplay. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm going to also 2.5. No, it's not terrible, but, like, it, can, it just, like, it feels like a basic, basic system. You know what I mean? Basic gameplay, nothing unique. Like we said, there's not much... Like, in the beginning of the game, it's fine, but, like, the whole game is the same. So, you get really bored. I'd say from an indie studio, this would be a four. Yeah. Because they they would have been their, like, a sophomore or freshman attempt. And they would have been like, okay, we're still working out the kinks. But these devs have been in the business, presumably, for decades. They should be able to do something yeah, that's fair. better than this. And like, they... They give you this. Like a Plague's Tale, the gameplay is pretty meh, and it kind of gets boring as shit, but that's an indie dev. So, like... I mean, at least it's not a 100-hour game. It's only, like, what, 30? So... Uh, I, I mean, I probably didn't play, didn't play close to that, and I don't think, but... How many hours you yeah. play? Uh, I probably under 20. I'll give it a... I'm sorry with you, two and a half. Okay. Middle of the road. 
Alrighty, so first musical break, and as has become custom, it will be the main theme of the game. Uh, it will use it as Brent, uh, Brent's pick. Uh, we also uh, apologize because all these music breaks are probably going to put you to sleep. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in the, the music section, but wow. Yeah. Well, anyway, so here's the title theme, which is called Hope.
Alrighty. I don't know if Kevin put the whole fucking eight minutes of that in there, but uh, it's a, the full song's eight minutes, apparently. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't so, know if I will or not. If I did, I'm sorry, but I don't... I might if it if it's like a, a just a looping song, I might just like put two or three minutes of it in there. Yeah, I hope you're not driving this from this song because <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna fucking you'll be wrecked already. <laughs> Shit. Uh, okay. Uh, story time. <laughs> so speaking of falling asleep, uh, I hope uh, our regular listeners have, have their pillows and blankies ready, maybe some hot cocoa. Uh, <laughs> And uh, we'll wake you up after this section's done. But story time. Um, as we kind of touched on earlier, you are a colonist that was frozen on this like uh, colony ship. Ship called the. I Hope. guess that. Ha- What's that? It's a ship called the Hope, right? Yes, and it's got like a couple hundred thousand or something like of the smartest people that are like scientists and I guess educators, engineers, whatever. Uh, and they were sent out from Earth because something is happening or has happened on Earth that we we don't know anything about because it's never fucking told to us. But Earth's in a, not in a very good state, maybe overpopulation, who knows? But they found these livable uh, planets out in this area of space. And unfortunately for the residents here, they were purchased by corporations and have been run uh, exactly the way you would expect corporations to run them uh but on the way to this area that something happened to the hope ship uh the ship hope and they had to go into like emergency shutdown mode and conserve energy to keep the colonists alive or whatever uh regardless they didn't make it to the destination and they're stuck in cryostasis for many many years um the corporations put out propaganda saying they couldn't find the ship, uh, and the people were were lost forever, and it's a travesty or whatever. Uh, but I can't remember if like that was a complete lie, <clears throat> or like they knew where they were. They just didn't want to have new people there coming in and ruining their ship. Uh, because at this point, because, they would have. Uh, I think it was a lie. They did it because there wasn't enough resources for everyone to be woken up or something. Yeah, but I wasn't sure if that happened. Uh, yeah, because I know at, at the point that we get woken up, like the colonies, we find out later is like on the verge of collapse because they haven't been getting the proper nutrition to anybody. But I wasn't sure if the corporations knew that before uh, the, the Hope people came or if they were just like, we have control here. We don't need anybody trying to usurp our control because we are in power and we like being in power. But regardless, nobody helps the people in the Hope. There's propaganda that says that they're lost forever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then this scientist dude named Phineas Wells uh, breaks into the, sh- the ship, and he f- is able to free one person before uh, like alarms are triggered or whatever. Uh, and he takes you and uh, sends you to the one of the planets, I can't remember the planet's name, but it's near a town called Edgewater. And as you're being woken up, he tells you that uh, all kinds of shit happened with the Hope, and you need to uh, work with him to get enough of this chemical that he's run out of to actually resurrect everybody else on the ship to save the colony. 
and you're supposed to work with this uh, bounty hunter mercenary guy, and uh, for some reason he is holding on to the beacon that's guiding your drop pod, and you crush him with the drop pod and kill him. Which was a, which I guess that was a really uh, interesting beginning to the game. So it's like gives you false hope, like oh that's well, yeah. That's like they, cool. they start off very promising that it's going to be a lot of comedy, like a lot of levity with like how everything works, uh, and like the world and conversations, and they try. They try. <laughs> yeah, they don't. I guess. They don't pull it off. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. So you kill this dude, and now, you, now the science guy is like, "Oh well, I guess you just got to go get a ship." Then I was hoping he'd help you out, but uh, you're all by yourself. Uh, and that's the start of the game, and you are kind of left to go follow this railroad to go to this town, uh, and you can choose whether or not to get help from a local engineer whose name is Parvati, and you can also uh, do a side quest for the vicar, who is like the religious leader of the town. Well, you find that ship, you find the ship, and then you realize the ship needs a drive. Like That's right, yeah, because it got burnt out or something. Right. Um, and there's an AI on board, and it acknowledges you as the new captain, but not really, because you have to be Captain, whatever the fuck, Captain Harkin, or whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, so you have to tell the ship that your name is Captain Harkin, but you want to go by another name, so that you go by your real name or something. I don't know, some convoluted dumb bullshit. And, uh, yeah, so you go to the town, and you do some quests, you find out the location of uh, two of the power sources. One's in the town of Edgewater, and one is in this, like, abandoned botany colony thing, where people that got fed up in the fucking shitty run town went, and they're, like, living happy lives, kind of. Like, they're growing their own food, uh, which is actually being fertilized with dead people, which is better than no fertilizer, which is, I guess, what they've been doing. So they're actually getting some nutrition in this little side town thing. They've been using marauders, right? Uh, I think so. And then they were also digging up people from the cemetery or something oh, outside yeah. of town. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So and then, so ultimately, the choice on this planet is: do you steal the power source from the main town or from this little side botany area? And Whichever one you choose, that other one's go or that that place is going to be pretty much destroyed, and so it, there's like the illusion of choice that you're either helping the corporation out or you're helping like freedom out, uh, and like independence people want to be separate from the corporation, uh, but actually helping the corporate the, the town out is better for everybody. Uh, because of shit that happens later with corporate sh shit. Or whatever, uh, <laughs> which I, I guess I'll get to later. Um, so at this point, uh, you get your power source and you go into space and you go to this uh, old colony ship, which I guess was the first colony ship. It's the one that made uh, called the Groundbreaker. It's the one of what? It's the one that made the it made it. Yeah, yeah, the first the first one I think that made it that brought the first batch of colonists or yeah. whatever. Um, and they, I guess they used it for parts for some stuff, so it's kind of like falling apart, but the leader of the Groundbreaker is like a descendant of all the engineers that were working on it, 
so they, she kind of knows how to fix the whole ship. So you can either help her fix the ship or not, and that has an influence on the ending too. But there's also like a representative from the the board, which is the like the ruling party of the corporations uh, there, who you have who you can make a deal with to turn in Phineas, or uh, and then that's how you get onto the corporate path. Or you can do some side quests and get like ten grand to buy this nav key from this black market chick to be able to go to the planet Monarch, which is where you need to do some other stuff for some other quests uh, for the science dude to like shut off this uh, radio beacon shit or something so that he can get information on where to go to get chemicals that he needs or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, it doesn't can, fucking uh, matter anyway. <laughs> there's a light wave side quest you can do instead and then if you complete that one. Where you go to that other, uh, that other planet, um, and you, you have to get some, you have to like get some kind of black market shit, and then if you get that, you get a nav key. So there's another way to get it. Oh, okay, I don't think I did that one. Yeah, there's. Are you a... talking about like the toothpaste place? Yeah, toothpaste place. You can like keep that. Oh. Yeah, you can keep that toothpaste, or you can like trade it in or something for a nav key. Well, so like there's you can do the toothpaste or there's like a gun uh, blueprints that are being made there by some some guy and then there's also like some research from something else there that you can give to the, the girl right yeah yeah um, but you have to keep the, the toothpaste to give it to the toothpaste guy for a trophy so that's what I did it's also that quest glitched on me so I couldn't I had no choice <laughs> uh, but to give it to the guy or whatever. Because like as soon as I got back to the town, it like it finished the quest and that was it, and it took the shit out of my inventory. But it gave me the trophy, so that was cool. Uh, but yeah, so like you can do that uh, if you want to to get the nav key. Like there are some, I, like there are one or two like ways to do some quests to get different results, which is kind of interesting. Uh, but like in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't change anything with the, with the main plot. Um, it's just the more people you have on your side is like the more help you get in the final battle. Oh yeah. Which which can be worthless. <laughs> Depending on how up upgraded you are or whatever, I guess. Um so yeah, I guess I'll talk about the Corpo path first, because I kinda went along both of them up to a certain point. Um with the Corpo path, uh you agree to give up the scientist by you talk to like the second in command of the whole ruling class party whatever the fuck they're called uh the board yeah the board um and you agree to like help the corporation out and so like your first request is to kill some random lady who is a map maker car cartographer yep yep um and so you can choose to kill her or not and like they hired another assassin and you can kill him or not um, but once you do the quest, uh, she'll know what, if you kill the, the girl or not, but it doesn't really matter. She doesn't, like, nothing changes. She gives you the next quest, which is to go to Monarch and get control of the radio, uh, which is the same exact quest you get from Finney's Wells. So <laughs> yeah, you do that. The radio is, they need the, what do they need the radio for? Uh, I think Finney's Wells needs it. 
like the the radio waves clear or something because they he needs to like triangulate like some signal or some bullshit. I'd have to look it up. Oh yeah. Again. And then she but... doesn't like the propaganda being because it's like a free. It's like the one planet doesn't have corporate control, monarch. So they. Uh, yeah, because they left, like they abandoned the planet, but only one corporation stayed. Uh, and so they have full control of the planet, but then like there's a split group of like the iconoclasts, which are people that like don't want anything to do with corpo stuff, and they're more like savages, quote unquote, because they're not affiliated with any corporation. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, so like monarch. <laughs> uh oh, so yeah. You... So the monarch has the two factions there, and you have to... They're both uh, clogging the airwaves with their own propaganda and bullshit. So you have to... Uh, for Phineas Wells, you have to go there and uh, get the information broker to give you information about where the chemicals are. But he won't do that until you free his the airwaves because he wants to monitor the airwaves because that's how he gets information because he's the information broker or whatever. I think. Um, but if you work with the, the board, um, yes, she wants you to go there to stop the uh, propaganda broadcasts and secure the broadcast point for uh, corporate propaganda instead. Uh, so you do, you free, you stop the MSI and you stop the Iconocasts from clogging up the airwaves and you, you can fill both. Uh, of these quests for either Finney's Wells or uh, Sophia, which is the board chick. Uh, also, if you work with Corpo, they ask you before this quest to bug one of Finney's Wells' computers so they can track him, like where his his base is or whatever, because he's in a secret base that's like an asteroid or something. Uh, and you can tell him that they want you to bug his thing, and he says, okay, you can corrupt the broadcasting thing to give me more time to escape whenever they show up, or whatever. So, like, you can constantly be playing both sides, which I guess is, like, a neat, uh, like, concept, but it doesn't really play out. Like, nothing... Well, nothing changes. It Like, if you sell them out, or if you don't, it's the same, like, result. He, like, gets... Like, he escapes any... Or he gets captured anyways, right? So, you still have yeah. to... You still have to save him either way, so... It's, like you said earlier, it's an illusion of choice, like... You think that you're making a choice, but if you play both ways, you're like, oh, it's the same thing happens no matter what I do. You're just playing twice as fucking long. Yeah. Because you're doing two different quest lines that lead to the same goddamn conclusion. So, uh, yeah, I, so I, didn't, I didn't get super far, I, like, past this point in the, the Corporal quest. Um, so I think, uh, well, actually, I, I kind of did for the trophies. Um, so the next part of the Corporal Quest is uh, Edgewater is has gone to shit, and uh, you have to purge the town essentially. Um, so you can go there and you activate these auto mechanicals, which are the robots, and they just go and just just fucking obliterate everybody in the town. And then you got to go in the town and destroy the robots. Well, they, they uh, do that because uh, they say that they if you don't. Uh, convince the everyone to go back to the town, then uh, they say that there's dead weight and they're using up too many resources, so they just kill them off. 
But if you, like, convince everyone to come back, uh, they don't make you go there and kill everyone. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, Or you kill the Reed guy. If you kill him, then you automatically... Uh, the, the, whoever takes over doesn't run the town well, either. Yeah. So you can't kill so, the head guy, yeah. Um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, kept secret? Not... Oh, yeah, and then... Um, so on the the scientist, the Phineas Wealth path... Um, after you do the, the radio tower thing for the information broker and everybody, uh, he asks you, uh, he, he gets the information he needs, and you have to go uh, break into this lab in Byzantium and get the chemicals out uh, that you need to thaw everybody else out on the Hope. And you, while you're in there, you can either take all the chemical or you can take like half of it or something. But if you take all of it, you kill all these like people that are being experimented on, who are kept in like this kind of cryostasis thing. Uh, but if you only take half of it, you keep these people alive, and you can you can't save everybody on the hope. Uh, so that's like another choice you have to make, uh, which doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, because all that changes is like some ending card. <laughs> yeah, because you just uh, don't save them all right away. You just like you killed all those people for nothing, really, because. They just go back and save them all later. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep, so then after this, you, you get to the same point uh, in both quest lines where you have to skip the hope either to closer to the planet Terra 2, which is I think is where Edgewater and shit is, and Byzantium or whatever. Yep. Um, and Or you skip it to Charteris, which is like the prison planet for some reason. Like, it's a giant fucking planet. Uh... Maybe it's not a whole fucking prison planet, but it, all you go there to do is break into a prison where Phineas well, Wells is kept at. So uh, you have to go onto the Hope, which is now full of fucking corpo dudes. And so you go there, you skip the Hope to either Terra 2 or Tartarus. And then uh, you find out that Phineas Wells gets captured. So you go to a space station and... Uh, you find out that he's gone, and you get like some information from him about uh, like some hidden stuff about like uh, like freeing the hope people, people in the hope, or whatever his plan is to restore everybody. And uh, you get like I think a nav key to Tartarus that's hidden, and um, yeah, so either. If you're on Phineas Well's side, uh, you have to save him because he, you trust his plan to save everybody and uh, on the hope and uh, stop uh, Halcyon from doing their early retirement thing, which I forgot to mention. So the board is doing this early retirement program, uh, which is actually just taking all the old people and freezing them, or the the people who aren't like uh, rich uh, that live on Byzantium. Uh, because they're using too many resources or whatever, and they, they just get frozen, and they're never going to be thought out. So you have to stop that from happening by getting the people on the Hope thought out so they can actually fix the problems that are wrong with the colony. Uh, or if you do the the board side, uh, they capture Phineas Wells, and somehow he uh, escapes imprisonment and causes a riot and takes the the second-in-command girl, Sophia, hostage, and you have to go rescue her. 
and we kill Phineas. Um, and then, yeah, this is the point of the return where you go to Tartarus and uh, you either break Phineas Bowles out or you save Sophia and you kill Phineas, I believe. And then you get these credit cards at the end uh, that tell you what happened and what endings you got, depending on what choices you made during the quests. That's the story. <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah, that's basically it. It's just, uh, to dumb it all down, it's you're thawed out, and then you gotta thaw out everyone else, and then there's, like, quest, fetch, fetch quests in between to get to that point. And there's other companions you can get, um, that all have their own kind of reason of joining up with you, but they don't, it doesn't really, it just seems like they're, they're like just contrived, you know what I mean? They're, they're made to be part of the games. It doesn't seem like they're, they joined up for, you know, a very good reason. Most of them are like, oh, I wanted to have fun. I want to do this. The one guy literally has nothing to do, like, uh, that you find on the Groundbreaker. What was his name? Uh, Felix? Felix. He's like, yeah, I don't have anything to do, so can I come with you? That's just it. That's it. And then when, like, you like how you're saying how some of these people are just dumb. Like he's the, just the dumb one. He just has dumb shit all the time, and it's super annoying. He'll just talk. Well, about... he's like the anti-corpo guy. He's anti-corpo, but all he talks about like is TV shows. He likes the base baseball. Oh yeah, whatever, whatever they're called. <laughs> whatever the new baseball is, they call it. they've made up. It's like yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a. Uh, what one two three four five six seven other characters you can recruit and then the kind of like the ai but there's only six six two, three, yeah eight is the robot of uh, the ai thing on the is, ship yeah six sorry uh ellie felix neoka pavardi vicar max the same cleaning unit and ada and uh, ada is just the the ship yeah, but it's like they make it seem like there's something there, like oh she like she's self aware or whatever. But after you like ex like exhaust her dialogue, like does she doesn't really have anything else ever again? <laughs> you know, usually like there's more stuff that pops up, or like she'd have a side quest or something, but there's not. That was she talks to the hope, and then jumps it to wherever. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. It's like there's not much else there. Yeah. Like, that's what I feel like all the side quests are. They're like all kind of unique, interesting stories, some of them are, but then they don't translate into the main game at all. Like, you take Vicar Max to. Then he, like, realizes his religion's, like, crap. Because he has that, like. He takes basically shrooms and trips on him and realizes he's fucking stupid. <laughs> Which, that's kind of funny. But after that, like, he doesn't really change the story at all. It doesn't change how he really talks. Or, I don't know. I guess I didn't re really use him that much. Um, Pavardi is, like, what, the fish-out-of-water type person that doesn't like touching people. Right? Uh, yeah, but that's not, like... That's what? I think that's to do with her being traumatized. I yeah. think she got, like, raped or something. Or sexually assaulted, and then she's also a lesbian. So some dudes were trying to fuck her, and she doesn't want she like she not wasn't into that. 
Right. And then also I was like confused because she like lived in the the engineering quarters with her dad, who was also yeah. confused and shit. And it's like <laughs> everybody just got mental problems in this fucking place. Like Naoka's problem is that she uh, had like this group of mercenaries that were like a family, but then they all like some of them decided they didn't want to fucking do this shit anymore, and they left. And other people were like, we're waiting for them, and they all died. Uh, like you said, Vicar Max has got like his religion problems, or like his his trauma is that his he was raised as this religious uh, thing, and his parents like had their jobs and they knew what they wanted to do and they were happy, and he just felt like he had to be happier than them by doing like preaching the the word because that was his calling. And his parents actually were just like, dude, we just want you to be happy. We didn't want you to do this. You, you don't, you're not even happy doing this or whatever. And so like, he realizes that's all dumb bullshit. He was only projecting what he thought he should be, not who he was or whatever. And then like Ellie, her quest is that <laughs> uh, she doesn't want to be a rich girl and she wants to be a pirate and her parents faked her death and she wants her money back from the life insurance policy and that's that uh her shit's getting kind of dumb that's why i lost interest in her and then uh, i think felix was he was supposed to be promised to work on somebody else's ship under uh, a different captain but he got abandoned at the groundbreaker and uh like you meet up like he gets a message from his old captain like asking for help but then the old captain is actually working for the board, and uh, he's trying to steal Felix as a crewmate back. Except uh, you can be like as the captain now, but like you want to go back to this dude who just left you at the fucking groundbreak groundbreaker and forgot you existed. I mean, if that's what you want, go for it. And you can be like, "No, nah, I'm happier with you." And it's like, "Oh man, what a revelation!" <laughs> This is great. I'm glad we did, I did all that. I didn't get that character. You didn't get Felix? No. He literally, like, stands by your ship and begs you to go on it with him. Oh, I guess I didn't he hear it. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, the, fir the first time you see him, when you get to the Groundbreaker, you walk by him and he's, like, getting in trouble because he, like, either he either stole something or he beat somebody. Oh, he beat somebody up because they were drunk and talking. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember that guy. I didn't ever see him again, I guess. Yeah, you have to talk to him next time. You, you like, you're trying to leave. He and he'll, have, he'll I bet you fast-traveled back to your ship and you, like, just went past him. He's yeah, probably, because I never... Yeah, probably. Or if he... I mean, if he wasn't, like, part of the... The reason I ran into Ellie was, I think, because I had to go in there for something, right? Or was I doing uh, side quest? Yeah, you're probably doing side quest, because I don't think you have to go into the... Medical... The hospital. Same thing, whatever. Yeah, I mean, when I first got to Edgewater, I was talking to every, like everybody. I'm like, huh. And then I was like, all right, nobody has nothing interesting to really fucking say, so I'm just not going to talk to anybody. Unless there's like a side quest of thing that they just happen to run into. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, anything y'all liked or disliked about the story? Uh, to me, it's just pretty meh. Yeah, I don't really, I don't even know if I can say I like or dislike it, just, yeah, just, meh. Like, like, like I said earlier, there's, like, a lot of good concepts, 
Like it looks, it sounds like it's gonna be interesting, but it's like a hollow. It's like a, you know, one of those uh, chocolate bunnies, but it's hollow on the inside. You know, so, fucking garbage is what you're saying. Cause those things fucking suck. <laughs> well, it looks good, and you think it's gonna be good, and there's like, you know, the chocolate is chocolate. It's not bad, but it's just like it. You know, when you go to bite into it, it just breaks into a million pieces, and it's just not. And you just eat the eyes, and then that's it. <laughs> right, so that's kind of what this is like. It's like the the hollow chocolate bunny of video games. <laughs> uh, so it's all, I can see that. It's not it's not terrible, and you'll you'll eat it, but you're not not really like you know, you're not enjoying it. You're not satisfied. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, you're not you're not happy that it took up your whole fucking Easter basket, and it's not even worth the fuck. <laughs> right, if that's your only thing in the Easter basket, you're fucking pissed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's really disheartening because like like you said earlier, a lot of the side quests have like really inter- interesting concepts. Like there's the one you can do at the the salt tuna factory where you learn like 99% of what they put in there is like not fish, and you can like talk to people and like work on getting that problem fixed, but it doesn't actually go anywhere. Like it doesn't influence anything in the game. Yeah, I wish you could like fix things. Like you don't really. F- like the only thing, the the only thing they could come up with to fix everything is get everyone else out of cryostasis. It's like why can't you go through and like, oh, we'll fix this problem and you'll fix this problem. You kind of fix the problem in the first, like the first planet where you get everyone back together, but then after that, it's like, I guess you could bring the two factions together, but that really doesn't fix anything. Everything's still miserable. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I um did. Maybe I wasn't paying attention to what you guys were talking about, but when you have the option to join the person on Naoki's uh, planet or whatever, did you go with the corporate or did you go with like the freedom fighters? Well, there's a trophy. I made together. I wanted to do the freedom fighters. I think I told you all in the chat or whatever that, but I fucked up the the one quest of like bringing somebody something back to the girl or whatever. And she was like, nope, not fucking joining you. And I was like, all right, well, no, I'm shoot this bitch in the face. And then the arrow got pissed off and tried to attack me, so. Then I ran out of town and then ran over and then uh, sided with the corporate dude and then went to war with him. But the war thing was kind of cool, I guess. That's like the only exciting thing that happened on that planet. Yeah, it really was. I was like, all right, this is, I'm kind of... Happy with my decision, even though it's not what I wanted to do. But then, I mean, killing the—I thought the the dude, the leader, would have been more of a fight. But he just like runs out and just fucking just kills his ass like five seconds like everybody else. Yeah, both of them. Like you get to the church and they're both like crouching behind some pew or something, and then they they stand up and they run out and I'm like, oh, so oh, the girl, girl would have would have been there if I didn't kill her ahead of time. I guess that's like one that really disappointing thing about this game is. uh the boss battles, there's like, there isn't any. There's like nothing, like, everything is just like a basic, you know. That, basic well, that big, like, uh, alien thing you fight in that 1K, I guess, kind of early on, that thing fucked me up a few times, but that's like the only one I really remember. You have to be a little more specific about big alien thing, because that's like every enemy type. Well, it's like down in some cave or whatever, it's like, it's for a side quest, it's like a huge. I, I, I thought it was like, like a praying man's kind of thing. Maybe. Oh, like the Manta Queen thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That bitch. I mean, maybe I shouldn't shouldn't gone there early as I did, or, or somehow whatever. But she did. Like she kept my damn companions kept on dying off so quick for some reason. Yeah, but then, then she, like she just destroyed me. 
You fight like a hundred more of those on Monarch. Well, that's well, what yeah, I, I know what you're talking about because right before you get to the, the tower, there's like these mercenaries that are like, yeah, we got paid to stop people from going in into the tower, but not from them coming out to the caves or some bullshit. And our leader went into the cave. Can you go get him? And so you go in there, and this dude's like hiding on this uh, ledge, and there's like the big manta queen down there. So you, you kill it, and he's like, okay, well, we'll go back and maybe help you attack the, the tower or whatever. But yeah, like there's a, a manta queen there. Because I don't, I don't think you can fight the manta, the mantis things anywhere except on Monarch. And there's no raptodons or primals on Monarch. But there are some on Gorgon, I think, or on yeah, Peril of no. Uh, what the hell's the other DLC? Eridanus or something? I don't know. But like there, like there's yeah, there's like the six types, and you don't fight all of them on the same planet. Like they're kind of spread out, which I guess is fine. Or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, there wasn't like a big boss. Like there wasn't like a unique boss fight. You know, it's all just basic. It's all the same. Well, there, it's all the same battle. There was, there was on the DLC for the uh, the murder mystery one. The big worm thing was yeah, different. That's the only boss fight you have. Like it's a DLC. That's, that was crazy to me. Like where it has like oh also there's also the big robot at the end of the game but I hacked it and I didn't actually fight it so yeah me too <laughs> yep yeah I did that too forgot about that one so uh, yeah uh, well for me likes and dislikes I didn't like anything uh, I disliked how we you pretty much said that it's all surface level bullshit uh, like. They try. They didn't even. They. I feel like they didn't even pretend to try uh, to do any depth because it was all. Uh, like it's all witty, quote unquote, like banter and dialogue. Even like the jingles are witty, like the stupid corporate slogans, and, and like you have the, the. All the free people are like retarded because that's how they've been bred to be, and they haven't been educated. So it's like you can't have any deep philosophical anything. Yeah. Like nothing. They're all racist, you know, like racist elitists. Yeah, well, like that's all the rich people, and then you have all the poor people. I mean, they're all like every citizen is fucking stupid somehow, yeah. except like the leader of the board. Uh, like everybody's just too fucking dumb for me to take the game seriously, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was your part of like these people are just fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm giving story a two because uh, fucking hated this shit. Um. I the only thing I liked about it was the concept. Like it was a good concept, and I like space, and I like the idea of like what would happen, you know, if you couldn't contact Earth and there's no government, and you know, this is I mean, this is kind of like the uh, I guess what they think would happen or what they think we are going towards. Like maybe that's what it is. Like our planet is kind of going towards this anyways, where you know corporations own everything and we just are slaves to them basically which we almost are already so like that is like a good concept but they don't develop the characters and that's what I, like i hate you know silent protagonists because they don't do a good enough job to get you immersed into it you know what i mean like there's nothing well, there's no immersion i think 
I think like banking off of what Travis said about idiocracy and like you're saying like it's a a nice concept. It's like they 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 copied idiocracy but bad. They did a bad job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it's not really funny, or like the whole it just doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't. Work. Well, like the problem is they have some things that are like humorous, but then it's the things that are repeated all the time, like the jingle for Space's Choice. It's not the best choice, it's spacious choice. Like, the first time I heard it, I, I chuckled. It was like, uh... Like, okay, and the people like the people are buying this shit because they have no option, other options. And, like, even some people in the world know that spacious choice is garbage. But, like... They have stuff like that, and then that's it. Like, you hear it, like, 50 fucking times. And it's like, okay, you're kicking the, the horse now. Like, it's dead. Right. Give me a different jingle. Give me something, some variety. But it's all the same shit like you hear one joke and then you hear another joke and it's the same joke that's the first one they just use different words and it's like okay it's not very it's not working for me anymore yeah so I'm gonna give it a two and a half I'm gonna give it a one and a half <laughs> I, I applaud your commitment Travis to I, mean, I didn't hate the game but I, I, I gave two shits about the fucking story <laughs> oh shit uh, all right, so musical break number two. Uh, wake up, everybody. Uh, this one is called Soldiers Earning Their Bonus, and I honestly have no fucking idea when this plays. Uh, I have no idea when any of the music in this game plays, uh, but this one plays at some point, and it, I thought it sounded okay after listening to the OST, so enjoy. Oh boy, visuals. <laughs> uh, I thought the visuals weren't bad. I thought they were pretty good for what it was. And I like the artwork. 
I like the like during the loading screens when they had like the um, the creature biology like sections and shit. Yeah, those are cool. I did not like the color palettes they used a lot of times. I, I know they wanted to make it like alien shit, uh, but I don't like. I guess it's like just off-putting for me to see shit that's not normal Earth colors or whatever. It's boring looking. Yeah. Well, every, like, so the planets all had their color schemes and nothing really changed on them, which I guess, like, happens in real life, but not that bad. Like, you can have, like, an area that has, like, a marsh, then then it's, like, forested, and then it opens up in some plains, uh, or something like that. But, like, the whole, every, each area in this game was, like, the same everywhere in that area. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't much any enemy variety from what I remember. There's four enemies. That's it. For the most hey now, some of those enemies are bigger than other ones. All right. Yeah. These are more intimidating. Yeah. Oh wait, don't forget the worms. There's, I guess, there's five enemies. Well, worm thing. Uh, I guess if you include the rats, I mean, there's there's small rats, and there's medium rats, and then there's big rats. Uh, then you got robots that kill everybody, and then you got flying robots that kill everybody, and then you got humans. They either have melee weapons or they have guns. Yep. Uh, you've got these dog things that are not dogs, but they're dogs. Uh, your clothes are done. And then you got <laughs> you got a praying mantis thing. Uh, yeah, Nicole's doing laundry, so my bad. No, I mean I'm making way more noise than that. So. Uh, yeah, I mean that's enemy variety you got. Yeah, so... You can have every NPC as an enemy, if you want to do that. Uh, and then, yeah, like you said, the towns are kind of samey. There's not really much to go into, either. I guess Byzantium had the most places to go into that was kind of interesting. And then the Groundbreaker, I guess, was okay. Uh, I mean, I guess there's a, that, that, was, that was fine. There was just nothing like... I don't know. It was good. It was. It wasn't bad. I guess. I think it's like to me. It's a two and a half still. Like everything's like almost a two and a half. It's all like middle of the road. Nothing. Yeah, I go two and a half. I mean, I, I'm assuming they just didn't have this huge budget to make this amazing looking fucking game, anyways, right? I have no idea. I haven't done any research on this game. Why would you? It's. It's. I mean. I, I I would imagine they had a budget because like they're. Well, yeah, I'm saying I don't think they. I can't go in there expecting like Naughty Dog or Rockstar style of fucking graphics. Like I don't. I doubt they had that to work with. I mean, it's definitely an upgrade from New Vegas because that game was just fucking brown, and blotchy. So they they've improved greatly from New Vegas, but I. I guess I'll say I liked how each character definitely looked unique, and they were kind of inclusive with the cast, as opposed to just having everybody be, like, white, which is cool, I guess. But that doesn't matter too much, like, because there's no cultural differences between anybody, which I guess the woke crowd would have liked. I don't know. Like, the black people aren't, like, black people. Like, they're just people, <laughs> which is cool. 
like Parvati's Indian maybe, and she's a lesbian, and that's her character though. She's an engineer lesbian, <laughs> uh, so that's kind of like what the fuck ever. It's all basic stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know. I don't think there's any issues with like lips, uh, lip syncing, like when they're doing dialogue. So that's cool. Uh, no, I don't think there's like uh, much glitching. Like the... There's like I, I didn't like glitch through a wall or like clipping or anything like that. So for that kind of game, no. it's pretty. You know, usually for if it's Bethesda, you'd be like falling through holes in the walls and stuff like that. So yeah, at least they had that like. You know, on lockdown, it was it was. I mean, I think that's why they did different planets because they didn't have to hold, load the whole world every time. It was just like that's true. They could just like I like that concept better. Like you fast, you have to go to different cities or different worlds or whatever, and that loads up so that way it's a smaller thing and you're not like having all this like just doing. Little, sorry. Oh, keep going. Good. Uh, I was doing research on the budget. Uh, looks like the people who published it. They're pretty much known for like double A games, not really exactly triple A, so they didn't really have the uh, huge, huge budget to. Uh, even though City's pretty big, as far as like the publishers, it, it you know wasn't this big thing. So okay. Apparently, they're getting a bigger budget for part two, though, guys. Well, maybe, oh, good for them. Well, maybe they have. We'll have enough uh, feedback. It'll be a better story. Who knows? But probably not. It's going to be the same kind of game, but just a little bit better. It'll be on Xbox Series X or whatever the fuck it's called, so it'll look prettier. And on PC. I bet you it comes to PlayStation eventually. I hope it doesn't, because I don't want to have to get trophies in it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to have to play it. Yeah. It'll be on the bottom uh, of our list, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to, I'm sitting here to rack my brain trying to think of anything that really stood out to me visually, and, uh, like, there weren't any cool cutscenes, there wasn't any cool, like, deaths, like, were there kill cams or whatever? Like, I, I feel like there wasn't anything like that. There was, a, if you, like, if you hit him, like, a headshot and that blew up or something, it would slow down, but, I don't know, that's, yeah. at this point, like, if I've seen a million times, it wasn't really... I'm glad they didn't do it because I, I get annoyed because it slows the game down if they do that too much. Yeah. Just like let them die and we'll move on. Yeah, I mean, I guess like the particle effects on like burn and plasma shit and the nano stuff or whatever was okay. Poison stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just all mediocre. So I guess the 2.5 sounds right. Yep. This is like the worst kind of game because it's like not so bad it's good or really really bad it's just like eh like even like for lack of a better phrase like shit not it's boring <laughs> yeah so it's like fuck alright fucking shit won best original game at the game critics awards it was nominated for best narrative at the game awards game of the year best RPG aren't game critics journalists essentially like don't they get paid by publishers to publish good reviews and shit so fuck them well yeah but it's been nominated for like it's, it's nominated from, from every fucking thing the game awards the joystick awards maybe we I don't get it probably because it's, 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 it's obsidian and it's a fucking draw 
Yeah. You know why? Uh, this no, no one has played as many games as we have. Like, we play a fuck ton of games. No! No, it's just it, any big name game that comes out from a big company is going to draw some kind of uh, a nomination. Like, you don't fucking think that whatever Naughty Dog makes next, even if it's fucking terrible, it's it's gonna it's gonna get nominated for something. Oh, The Last of Us remake already has one game of the year, man. You didn't hear that? You think it's, it ain't gonna win over Elden Ring, but uh, it's it's won already. It's 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 done. It's it's Last of Us. You can't beat that. I don't believe that. Elden Ring will win. It's been put out three fucking times already, just like Skyrim. But you know, it's still gonna be game of the year. Cause can it even fucking... be nominated? I guess it can because it's an actual remake. It's, it looks the same as the fucking PS3 game. I watched some gameplay. It looks exactly the same. What the fuck are they doing? Whatever. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, music. Voice acting. Uh, apparently there was a soundtrack that was composed by Justin E. Bell. But uh, I don't remember any of the fucking music in this game. <laughs> Yeah, this is a little, like, if you listen to, like, the soundtrack, you feel like you're in an elevator, right? And you're, like, going up. It's, it's well, I think, to be fair, I don't think these games are meant to... The soundtracks are meant to be more atmospheric, and you're not supposed to notice them. You're supposed to just be wandering around and all that shit, I, you know? Right? Sure. I mean, maybe. I don't know. It doesn't mean I can't fucking hate it. Well, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying I, I, don't, I don't remember anything from it. So, like, I don't, but I don't think it's supposed to be like anything memorable. I wouldn't. I mean, I guess to be fair, I don't remember any of the fucking music from Skyrim either. So, or Fallout New Vegas, or okay. Fallout Three. Skyrim has good music, but I don't know. Does it? I don't know. I can't remember. It's all atmospheric. I hate atmospheric shit because it's not. I'm fine with it. Or like, I, like, I don't hate it as like a musical thing, but I hate it because like I can't talk about it because I don't fucking remember it, and like none of it's catchy, and I like. Who doesn't if, you like have, catchy music? if you have amazing gameplay, like some, we'll go back to fucking like, from software because I mean Souls, like you don't really hear much music when you're running around, but you don't need to because you're just fucking you're focused on the gameplay other than the boss fights music. Yeah, but there's a different music for every boss. Like it's different. It's not the same old shit, like battle music. Like, yeah, but I can't. I couldn't recall one. I can't recall maybe like two fucking boss teams on Melter Ring, but I'm sure it's all pretty good. I can't recall a like, fucking thing from this goddamn game. Well, like so, like in Elden Ring, when you have you have that combination of like grand entrance of a boss, usually combined with typically like epic orchestral music, and it creates like an experience as you go into the encounter. I don't remember anything like that in this game. There's like you walk into a room, like a you you load you load a new zone and it's a building or whatever, and you walk in, you shoot some fucking dudes, you walk a little bit more, you loot some area, you shoot some more dudes. Yeah, well, there's, nothing epic, there's nothing epic about this game anyway. No. So like, <laughs> like, there's no, there's no, there's nowhere for any music to shine because nothing is happening in the game to warrant any powerful Dude, music to play. Because like, like Witcher Three would be the example where a lot of the music I don't remember when you're riding around, but during like the events and stuff like that, like the bard you can see, the music in the background is fucking pretty cool and shit like that. So they just have nothing going on in this game. Exactly. Like they could have had, uh, kind of like. 
was it Kevin saying earlier, or was that you? Where you have characters that are required to be in certain areas, like for certain parts of the quest, yeah, and like, they can make a scene out of that. They yeah. can make some kind of thing happening. They can involve the characters. Instead, it's all just like, oh, you can be by yourself, or you can be with your partners that are actually just fucking uh, there to shoot shit. I mean, the, like, okay. They could have just made the, the other characters, like, um, you know, flying, shooting guns that just help you out, and they shoot different kinds of guns, because that's basically all they were. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes in those games you just have robot companions, that's almost what they were. I mean, they did say something every once in a while, or if they're, like, from that area, they would comment on stuff, but it's all, like, it's all surface level. There's nothing, no depth. So, it just... So it's like the a... robot companion you get has some cool, funny voice lines, but they get old quick. I never used them because I thought he just said random shit, and I was like... This but he kind of does say random shit, but it's, like, in, in relation to him cleaning stuff. So he'll be like, you'll go somewhere and you talk about like having to kill all the fucking marauders or whatever, and he says something like, "Oh, Cleano Spado, chemical, perfect for taking out the garbage and shining up your living room or whatever." And it's like, okay, like that's it. that's the whole shtick with this. He's doing marketing shit the entire time, and so sometimes it's like kind of funny because it feels so out of place, but then like that's it. Like that's. Like, as I said before, it's like, it's not funny because it's written to be funny. It's just like, oh, shit. Th there's like a, a strange juxta ju juxtaposition that just happened, and it was kind of funny. And it was an accident. And it's never going to happen again. <laughs> the voice uh, acting is good, though, right? Oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> I don't have a problem with any of the voice acting. Yeah, the yeah. Voice acting was that, that, that probably is like the, the thing that is above... Average. It was really good. Because of the voice acting, so the music was below average, but the voice acting is above average, so it's still a fucking two point five. <laughs> so there we go. Two point five, Kevin. Yeah, I got two point five. Okay. Uh, I want to do. I'll do a three because I thought uh, like a lot of the characters, like especially Parvati, her voice actress did a really good job of giving her like some. Emotions. She's the best by far, I think. Yeah, you're, um, I agree. And while I don't remember the music, I can't remember like, hating it, which I know is like a very low <laughs> evaluation. Like it's so basic. Like oh, I didn't fucking hate it. So I can't like I can't give the music like below a two, and I would give the voice acting like a four. So for me, that averages out to a three. Fair enough. Um. All right. So music break. Three. Oh, uh, did I mention the composer was Justin E. Justin E. Bell? I have no fucking idea if he's ever done anything else. Well, he doesn't have a wiki, so. Yeah, that's just all what I found on the uh, on the Wikipedia was just that name. So. Yeah. Composer. Uh, apparently he does all there. Obsidian stuff because it looks like he did Pillars of Eternity, which I think is an Obsidian game. I mean, I'm not. It's not yeah. bad, but it's just all background music. There's no like grand themes or anything. Yeah, he did the music for the DLC of Dead Money and Honest Hearts for New Vegas. So I guess he's been working for them for a long time. 
but uh yeah it looks like he's i mean i'm sure he did what he's supposed to do i'm guessing oh he did music for the sick of truth that's cool oh yeah no, that's kind of that's probably that's probably a hell of a change up for him uh i mean it's still kind of whatever but <laughs> yeah i didn't admit, I mean, the music in that wasn't nothing special with it yeah uh all right so musical break three uh, I guess this is Kevin? Yeah. Uh, with, uh, I mean, I listened to the OST, and this is the best one I could find. It's called Combat Track 4. That's a great name. <laughs> very, very inspired, yeah. just like the entire game. Yeah, it's, it's, this, the name of this track is as inspired as the game is. So, here is Combat Track number 4. Sure, help you have a song picked out, Travis. Does Edward? Does Does Edward have me? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I mean, I'm sure he does. Then I'm wrong with that. All right, all right. We're just, I'll put the Edgewater theme in there. Uh, the the only town theme, I'm sure a lot of people heard because before they dropped this fucking game. Probably so. Uh, uh, I don't know. I feel like there may be a defense force coming out for this one, which would be nice because then we'd have something to talk to people about on the Discord. So make sure to click the actual link to the Discord that works now instead of the one that doesn't fucking work anymore. What? <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up. I don't know how long it hasn't worked because I went back to like December and that one worked. <laughs> so I, just, I did the like the last, I re redid the last two. I saved them. I updated them, but I don't know. I don't know how they like stop working. 
I don't know. I thought I had it set for like forever, but obviously I'm a fucking retarded idiot, so. That's what it is. My bad to everybody who's trying to get into the Discord. And All the like, people dying to get in this motherfucker. Like, like, Nick's a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> yes. Alright. Uh, so, overall experience. As Brent would say, it is expectations versus reality. Uh, I think for me personally, it is how I felt uh, going in versus how I felt like uh, like playing it and then coming out of it. Like, was I expecting to enjoy it and then I didn't? Or did I enjoy it a lot more than I was hoping to? Is there anything about it that surprised me? Uh, how do you guys do this category, personally? Mine was like all the above. Like, however I felt with my expectations and how it actually went and how I feel coming out of it at the end. Like, I just combine all that. I pretty much just do it off of how hyped I am for the game or not hyped and then how I felt afterwards. So if I wasn't all that interested and I enjoyed it, it would probably be higher on this. Fair. Uh, who would like to go first? I'll go first. Oh. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I wasn't really expecting a whole lot of this game. I mean, I really don't like this genre in particular. I don't like play a lot of them. I was thinking that I probably would fucking drop it within the first five hours, but I mean, I didn't mind playing it. I loved it, but it wasn't like I hated playing the game. I had nothing else to really play on console at the time, so. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, I haven't been kind of shitting on it, but I mean, I didn't mind playing the game. So, I mean, I give it a three out of five. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll go next, since, uh, this is Kevin's choice, we'll let him close it out, or whatever. Uh, for me, I had been under the impression that it was a good game, and then I found out that it was not a good game, <laughs> so I was massively disappointed. I think I kept spamming the fucking, uh, Outer Worlds, like, channel with shit like, is it fucking over yet? Or whatever, like I'm sure. Yeah, I'm I'm, yeah, you you're hating on it pretty quick. I was like, "Fuck this, <laughs> kill me." <laughs> uh, like, I, it, and it happened pretty quickly. Like halfway through Edgewater, I was like, "This is." I, I've played the entire game already. I feel it, and I was not surprised. Uh, like there were times where I was like going through quests, and I normally like read everything in a game and like try to get involved in the lore and get involved in the experience but halfway through i just started skipping all the text i skipped as many side quests as i could because i really didn't give a shit anymore uh i didn't even like i stopped picking up loot i was like i don't fucking care about any of this i don't need anything i tried to get through the rest of it as fast as humanly possible and so uh i was extremely disappointed with this, and I will give my overall experience a 1.5. God damn. Alright. Kevin! <laughs> um, is that lower or higher than Pierce OR? <laughs> or that... uh, you know, I don't fucking remember. I think it might be lower. Wow. Alright. Like I said, I played, I played Pierce OR four times, and I would play it again before I played the other worlds, so. Um, I... Well, I just fucking quit gaming, probably. <laughs> 
I mean, if I'm talking like if I had to choose between the two, like obviously I would not willingly choose to play either one of these motherfucking games again. But if I, if like somebody had me tied up or had like my cat tied up or something, and was like threatening to kill me or the cat if I didn't play one of these fucking games, I'd be like, all right, I'll play Pure Solar again. So Fair. obviously, obviously a very extreme circumstance. Ideally, I would never touch these games again in my life. Be, to be fair, I played the try to do no ball, uh, the boss only run in that game. I didn't really play it legitly. I probably would have maybe helped my experience or hurt it. I don't know if I played the other way. Well, Blaine fucking hated it too. So it's like, <laughs> it's I like I think you said like, uh, Romancing Saga Two was worse than Pure Solar somehow, but like you've played it longer, so I don't know. <laughs> Saga 2 is better than Pure Soul by far. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I... I'm... I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say because I did have some kind of expectations, but, I mean, I've been playing video games for a long time, so I don't get my hopes up too high because I always know there could be a turd in there. Like... Wolf and Sheep's clothing, there's a turd and a video game clothing, like, in there. <laughs> Where, like, it looks like it will be good, and then you get into it, and you're like, oh, damn, this is just, like, cardboard cutouts and stuff, you know what I mean? So, I wasn't too disappointed, I was kind of like, oh, dang, that's a shame, you know? And it wasn't, like, so bad that I hated it, it's just, like, I can only do it in spurts, you know? It's like... I wasn't hyped to play this game at all, so I was like, "Oh, I gotta finish this game now," you know. Like, I feel like the more and more I play video games, the more and more this happens. You know, it's like the less there's like a lot less good quote unquote games compared to the bad ones because you know we have such. Once you play like a a good one, you have a bar. It's hard to go back, you know. Well, once you play Elden Ring, then. <laughs> <laughs> you played the game of the decade, and now yeah, you're you, playing you, the game. You quit fucking gaming until the next From Software game. And... So, anyways, uh, I'm still gonna. I'm, I think it's an average game. Some people will like it because they don't have a lot of reference, and then I think the people that won't like it uh, have played a lot, or uh, they don't like this type of game, but. I mean, you might like this type of thing, but I think there's just like not a lot of depth to it. So that, that to me is disappointing. Um, and I'm just going to give it two and a half. I think it's just average. I think piggybacking on what you said about uh, like playing good games and there's like a lot of not good games out there anymore. That's also a, a product of almost anybody can make a game now. Like I, when we were growing up, you only had like AAA devs making games, and they had to be pretty good because somebody would buy it one, and they were like eighty bucks or something for like a fucking Super Nintendo game or some crazy shit. And like, you can't have people buying it and being like, "This game's fucking ass," and telling all their friends not to buy it because then you wouldn't make any money. So you had to at least make a decent product more more often than not. Right. Whereas nowadays, people push out games that are broken and they need day one patches, and then they need like day two patches, and then they need like week two patches. And it's like, are you even fucking trying anymore? And then like, you can have like a team of de dedicated people, like that's like maybe five or six people who really are passionate about their, their product, 
and they make a really good game. Like it maybe lasts like 15 hours or something, but like it's fun all the way through. Then you have like a team of like I don't know, I don't know how many people were working on this game, but like a team of like I don't know, 150, 200 people who are like being lorded over by corporate, who are also being lorded over by shareholders who are like we want a return on our investment. We don't really give a fuck about the game because we're not gamers. We just want money. Make something that sells. And so you have like marketing, like trying to market this thing that people aren't really passionate about. And that happens over and over and over again. And sometimes people get suckered into that shit. And sometimes we can see it coming a mile away. But that's the state of the world we're in now. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, I think for me, it, it, what I'm judging on is how much I like the drama and how much I play games in that drama or whatever. Like, I don't really have that much to compare this game to. I don't play these kinds of fucking games. Yeah. You just did. You played all the games like this. They all are like this. Like this. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm saying, but I have nothing else to compare it to. So to me, it's not like, I, it's not a, I've done this before, but better. Like you said, uh, you know, like I don't, I've never played through all. All the way through a game like this in my life, I don't think. Oh wow! I mean, Borderlands isn't really like this. You guys would say Borderlands is similar, but it's got yeah. But I didn't finish that. I got to the end and quit. Well, it's also got like more but I like of a just way more story. I like this way more than Borderlands. Borderlands fucking sucks in my opinion, but Borderlands is boring as fuck. Yes, it's it, more boring than this by by far. Like I was just playing with my son because it was free or whatever. That tiny Tina thing, the DLC or whatever. Yeah, it, yeah. So I was just playing with him because it was free, and I figured out it's a way to get him to play first person or whatever. It, and we were playing it, and I didn't. But I, I other than playing with him, I was like, this is so. Fu- How do people love this shit? It's it's outer worlds, but worse somehow. Like it's the yeah. same shit. It's like the same fetch quest kind of type of gameplay. Because enemies take like well, maybe my builds just suck, but enemies like the combat seems to take forever in that game. Whereas like yeah. I just roll in this fucking game. Also, I think uh, we didn't really talk about it, but uh, like in this game, I don't think enemies respond that often. Whereas in like Borderlands, you like you you move two feet down the screen and you come back, and enemies are respawned already. It's like fuck. I'm trying to fight in these dudes, and he's trying to get through this shit. Yeah. So. Uh, also, I guess we also didn't touch on, like, there's, like, faction loyalty, kind of, in uh, gameplay. Yeah. Where, like, you can do things to earn rep, or, ne- like, positive rep or negative rep, and all that does is, like, make it so that shit's cheaper to buy. Or <laughs> if you have all too much that. negative rep, like, the enemies, everybody wants to attack you and shit. Yeah, it's not like, very, ooh. like I said, it's not deep. It's just shallow. Very shallow. It sounds like it'd be, like... Oh man, this faction, you get all these perks, it's like, yeah, you get 50% off uh, sales. Cool. Yeah, that's fucking dumb, because who the fuck goes around and really is like, looking to buy shit half off? You don't need to buy anything. Nobody. You don't have to buy anything. You just find it on the ground. Yeah, I literally bought like five things all game. Yeah, I had like $17,000 or something, like $27,000 or, I don't remember, it was a lot. Well, replayability slash extra content. $71,000, sorry. <laughs> God damn. That's $71,000 because I just kept selling everything. And that's like, and that's not even, that's when I was at level 28. That's what I have pulled up right now. So not even the end game. Yeah, I think at the very end, when I thought it was going to like the last thing, it, was, it might be at top, I started selling my shit and upgrading the gun I had t- 
to, to max it out to start running out of money, I think. But it wasn't hard, so I don't know why I even had to do that, but... I think I had a bunch of money, and then I was leveling up weapons. Because I was like, I don't have anything else to spend money on. So... Um, make sure we, or if I get off before, we answer the questions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, I, I have it written in here. Okay, alright. We're gonna answer them. I'm gonna give it a one because uh, there's no way I want to replay this. I'm done. There, there is no way to replay it. There's no new game plus nothing. It's a uh, go fuck yourself, start over fresh. Yeah, I say one and a half because I guess you could play the game different as far as your build, but. but why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for people do, but. Uh, yeah, I'll. I'll... I'll do one and a half as well because, like you said, you can you can technically do it a different way. Like you can lone wolf it if you really wanted to. You, you can could do melee. Like, like Budar said, he didn't. I think he ran melee, so I don't know how he did it because it seemed like it'd be hard. And yeah, you can do like pacifist dialogue only, I guess. I don't know. I'm sure you could find a way to make something fun out of this, but I don't have the patience for that, and I don't I don't have the interest either. Yeah. It's not like, like you said, it's not the a genre that I don't think many of us enjoy. So, yeah, like the only kind of really first-person shooter that does it well—that's an RPG—is Mass Effect to me. Like, I don't. Third person. Huh? That's third person. Right? It, isn't Mass Effect third person? I believe it is. Yeah. Okay. The first one definitely. The second one, maybe. I think they're all third person. I think the third one's third person. Maybe that's one. Now the first one, the first one's definitely third person because it's like old school. Running but, gun. But pretty, we sound like a bunch of idiots. I'm pretty sure they're all third person. Let's just cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought. Well, I don't know. I, I swear, like you have to take cover and you like all that shit. But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. yeah you know, like and shit behind cover. So, yeah, they're all third person. Okay, then there is no good uh, first person cheat. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dishonored's not bad. Is that a first person shooter, though? What is it? Why? Well, that game's fucking awesome. I just played through it, but no, that's. I mean, I, I did the whole game stealth, so I don't think you're not really meant to play that game shooting. And you don't have guns, I don't think. Well, yeah, you can see have like you have like yeah, spells I guess you... or something, right? Do what? You have like magic spells or some shit. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can tell like teleport and stop time, and I mean, I fucking love the shit out of that game. I just beat it like what two weeks ago. Okay, but it's not. I wouldn't say it's really an RPG though. Fair enough. I mean, I, it's know, like, I, just... I mean, it's got like a skill tree, but yeah, I mean, it's a fair comparison, I guess. It's the only thing that was close enough that had any kind of good qualities to it that was comparable that came to my mind so that's why I said that it. game makes this game look like a piece of fucking golf <laughs> <laughs> I mean the gameplay is fucking fun as shit and the story is not great but it's at least interesting Wait, what game did you say? Dishonored, Dishonored? Oh, I don't think I ever played that it's like a stealth game kind of I think it has like similar graphics to this as well with like the character designs yeah but I mean it's a P I guess it's a PS3 game right isn't that what it originally came on? I think so yeah. It's got an interesting aesthetic with that whole, like, pirate. I don't know what the hell that era called off the top of my head, but. Like, Renaissance, kind of? 
Yeah, like Assassin's Creed kind of thing. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, well, I guess that wraps things up here. We'll do musical break number four, do some listener questions, and then close the show out. So, uh, music break four. Travis has requested the Edgewater town theme. That we are hoping has a theme. Uh, if it's if not, then it's going to be some kind of town theme. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get. Listener questions, listener questions. Got to find these fuck questions here. Okay. Uh, listener questions. First question from Versnick. He's got a couple. And I guess I will... <laughs> I don't really want to say this one, but I'm going to have to anyway, because whatever. You don't have to. Uh, he wants to know, best waifu in it. What? I guess, best waifu. Uh, isn't that Japanese? Uh, that's I think fucking weeaboo slang for uh the female that you would marry in real life if they existed. Oh, I don't know. So I said I yeah. skipped. I said next question because in the chat because this is a, such a dumb fucking question. What's so? What's waifu? Is it like an acronym? No, it's like it's fucking racist. Like how uh, people make fun of like people speaking Japanese being like hello or whatever and shit like that, like trying to speak English. So they are making fun of Japanese pronunciation of wife by saying waifu. Oh, well, I just Googled it and it says 
Waifu is a term for a fictional character, usually in an anime or related media, that someone has great and sometimes romantic affection for. Uh, so if that's the case, not zero. I don't have it. I don't have that for anybody in the game. Yes, it's because Versnick is a fucking loser, and he <laughs> asks these questions. So, like, I, he he's embarrassing himself. Like, there's no. He's the one that wants to ask. These are the people that are in the fucking RPG game or Discord or whatever the fuck that Travis and Budai have to deal with all the time. Yeah. Like, talk about cat girls and what kind of furry animal creature have women they want to have sex with and shit. Like, yeah, they're a little bit crazy. You're really still on the Discord on this one, guys. Well, this, this is just Versnick. We'll get to the actual shit posters in a second. Oh, okay. Uh, Naming Blaine or whatever. <laughs> uh, but, so Ver, Versnick has an actual question. It's uh, Funest weapon. Not funnest, because he can't spell either. He's fucking stupid Australians. Speaking in Australian talk, Funist weapon. Assault rifle for Travis? Okay. Do you have a, a Funist weapon, Kevin? <laughs> uh, my Funist weapon was the, when I first got the plasma blade. That was kind of fun for a while. Okay. Turned, okay. Turn them into ash and stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I ended up getting. What's that? No, that was the next question. Go. Sorry. Go. Uh, fine. I was just saying, I ended up getting the sniper rifle and using that from stealth was. Cool, getting headshots every once in a while because like, yeah, I used that a lot too. People's heads would explode or whatever. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, he also asks how long to beat and what is a good amount of time for a gaming session. Um, shortest as possible, and <laughs> I think I think they like fifteen hours probably, and I did probably maybe a third of the quest. Okay, I think it's twenty to thirty if you do everything. Yeah, yeah well, I, unless you're chasing trophies, why would you want to? Yeah, if you do well, trophies, it's like, what, 35, maybe? Yeah, well, I think also if you do the DLC, that they add, like, five hours each-ish. Oh, yeah. One maybe five, four or five hours each. Oh, yeah. Five, that's... one was ten for the DLC, so it adds another, like, 15 hours to it. Yeah. Uh, and then good time for a gaming session. Like, is that to this game in particular or in general? Because in I think general, 30 minutes. 30 minutes for this game. For this game, I'd say zero. Well, if we're being real, if we're being serious. I think thirty minutes is like. <laughs> uh, play the first. Let's say play the first couple hours, and you're good. Yeah. Uh, he also wants no keyboard or controller. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, no, we're not PC gamers. No, we're like controller, gamer, not PC gamer. <laughs> uh, all right. Now Blaine asks, uh, how easy is this game to masturbate to? One to ten. So. One. I'm kind of over those questions. Yeah. Uh, are there any inner worlds, mid worlds? Mid was this fucking uh, Lord of the Rings? I guess technically. <laughs> I guess. I, I'm sure there are, but we don't get exposed to them. Uh, he, he admits that he knows nothing about this game, so uh, that's fine. Uh, Travis wants to know why isn't Travis on the podcast more? Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, Travis. <laughs> Travis, answer your own Lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Lazy, you have to games, I guess. All right, fair enough. Uh, also, also, what happened to Doug? Which reminds me, I need to check the email to see if anybody sent us any emails. Is Outer uh, Worlds better than the recent Fallout games? Uh, I would it's say. By Mick92. Mick's cool. 
Yeah, for Mick 92 And I would say, yes, it is better than the recent Fallout games, but not much better. <clears throat> uh, also, Mick asks, is Travis leaving the podcast? Zach from the podcast, replaced by Glenn. He hasn't gone full Glenn yet. Uh, he's just uh, partial Glenn sometimes. So, as, as of right now, he's still on it. Uh, well, at least I'm just saying I'm not playing the shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's upfront about it. Uh, it doesn't it definitely like, it doesn't say sequel in two sucks because I mean that's the obvi- obvious most obvious lie ever. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, yeah, I mean the other the other way Travis would be replaced by Glenn would be uh, if I died and then Travis died and, and Glenn Kevin and died. Glenn and Ke- Glenn and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think I think it. It would have to be one of those circumstances where, like, there's nobody left to run the show, and somehow Brent's wife, uh, like, finds out and is like, "Hey, Glenn, I know you like games. Do you want to do this thing?" And so he becomes the host, uh, and then it just talks about shitty Western RPGs, garbage Western well, RPGs. So the only thing that would happen with Glenn is like, if we do like on the 500th podcast, be like, "Hey, Glenn, come on back for for a pod." When we were like in our fifties, <laughs> uh, is he going to be alive by then? Uh, who who knows? We could his, all... his 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 diet apparently is hot dogs and pizza. That's all he eats. So well, how long ago? When's the last time you talked to him? Maybe he get maybe he got healthy. Yeah, maybe my first year a CrossFitter now. You don't know, Nick. You are absolutely right, and I'm a shitty person for <laughs> making. <that happen. laughs> I mean, we could Facebook stalk him and I find mean, out. People, but I, don't Facebook, I, so. I don't know that people change that much, though, and he doesn't seem like a changer. So, oh. uh, I'll take your word. I mean, you, you can Facebook stalk him if you want. I'm not going to do that shit. I don't need those images. I don't have mind. Facebook, so I can't. I have to get my wife to do it. Fair enough. Um, all right. Travis also wants to know will Travis beat the Bloodborne DLC? Yes, I he believe did. he did. He beat it on the <laughs> game block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a Mick wants Nick ninety two says, uh, "No, he could not beat the game's true final boss because of save file issues." But I think you've got that resolved, sort of yes. or something. So, uh, Rustic also wants to know if this episode will have balanced audio. No, it probably not. It will not be. <laughs> that is quick. No, it's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> I mean, it's not. Po- it's not imp- impossible, but I'm not fucking spending like hours. Y'all start paying Kujo money, then maybe. If I start getting paid for it, maybe I'll up the quality and buy better equipment. But for what it is now, uh, this is good enough. We, if you like it, you like it. It's not that bad. Uh, that's that wraps it up for questions. We do have an email from Doug. So Whoa. good thing yeah. Travis mentioned that. Doug time. Hey, hope he's hating on uh, Travis some more. I think oh, I yeah. think he might. We'll find out. Uh, so first off, uh, Doug, thanks for writing in again. Uh, it's always good to hear from you. Uh, so his email says, uh, the subject line is not dead. Uh, he writes, just feel like it. Not sure what the fuck that means. Uh, maybe, maybe he just feels like sending email in. I don't know. Uh, he heard the new episode on triangle strategy. It sounds like a guidebook on learning to play the world's worst instruments. Uh, like the new kid Kyle, his voice sounds like Humphrey Bogart and Clint Eastwood had a baby. Guessing Bogart's the mom. I think we're too young for that, but I don't know. 
Do you uh, do you guys get that reference? No, I don't. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I know who Humphrey Bogart is, but I don't know. I mean, I, know, I don't really. I haven't listened to the episode, so. Okay, fair enough. Uh, um, uh, not anything new to report here. Just getting old and tired. Hey, we all, man, shit sucks. Hope that driving shit's not kicking your ass. Uh, speaking of which, can you please play a game I've heard of, will ya? PS2 is still new to me. <laughs> not really serious, play what you guys like and have a good one. Well, well we're gonna play a classic from the SNES era. Technically, that's Super Famicom. Yeah. <laughs> which we didn't get, so... <laughs> well, we are planning on doing, uh, I think me and Nick are talking, and then after the after Saga, we're gonna probably do Super Mario RPG, I think. Because it's a short one. Yeah. It's going to be a short game before we get to another 100-hour RPG, which is Trails from Zero. What is it? We're going to do Trails of Zero? That's my next game. Trails from Zero, whatever the fuck it's called? The... the is it the Cross... Not Crossbell. Is yeah, it Crossbell? That's Crossbell. Uh, a year and a half ago. So you don't want to do the do that one with us, or would you want I mean, to? Not, I mean, you would have to play it, I guess. But I don't have to play it. I just get on there. Yeah. I mean, I pretty much remember most of the games, though. All right, works for me. Yep. Okay. Uh, now for the random bullshit where everybody turns the, sh the show off. Uh, we have Discord. Uh, come join us with this link that works. <laughs> Uh, you can also email us at rpgshow.podcast at gmail.com and talk to us just like Doug. Uh, pretty cool guy. You get some shout-outs if you want to. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook. I think Cujo updates the show posting every once in a while whenever he finishes the episode editing. Yep. Uh, you can also follow like the Is It Worth It thing because I think Blaine posts questions and shit all the time, like random shit. Like, what's your favorite fucking... Actually, I think that's James that does that. J oh, oh, the, the responsible one. Yeah. Got it. That makes that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, because okay. that's what uh, they said on the last episode, that James is the one that posts those questions. Fuck. Look at that. Giving undue credit to fucking Blaine. My bad, James. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known better. What is wrong with me? Uh... Speaking of, you can listen to Blaine and James on the Is It Worth It podcast. Uh, also, you can check out Kevin and Blaine on Duty Games the movie. I do believe y'all just put out something for Uncharted. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, if you are a fan of Uncharted or you like Tom Holland or whatever the fuck his name is, I guess check that out. Uh, you'll... What's that? So my daughter has a crush on Tom Holland. I mean... He's like this generation's Orlando Bloom or something, I guess. I don't fucking yeah. know. No, he's this generation's Michael J. Fox. Is he going to get Parkinson's, too? Yeah, well, it just... <laughs> <laughs> Why would you wish that on him, Kuja? Well, maybe they'll have a cure by then. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, all right, well, as always, everybody, thanks for listening, and until next time, bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.